0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome to the Co-Optional Podcast, here on the 5th of September, 2017.
1: Hello, everyone.
0: Hello. Hello, everyone. I... We've got the uh, band back together. You've been uh, off in Florida, haven't you, Dodger? Yes. On secret projects perfect. for business.
1: Yes, yeah, secret business projects. Indeed. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then today, I went to the dentist for the first time in like four years.
0: Oh, dear.
1: Which was terrifying. Guys, go to the dentist more often than I do.
0: Yeah, if you can afford to do that. Uh, if you can afford to. That that's kind of the problem in the U.S. That's mm-hmm. the big thing getting in the way of most people, as opposed to them just being lazy. It's quite expensive, and that's not good.
1: Yeah, I waited until out. I waited until one of my teeth was in excruciating pain to go, and that was a that was a a bad call on my part. But
0: <laughs> yep, I how waited. How the dentist how
1: the dentists react? Because I imagine most dentists.
2: I have to deal with people who are like oh yeah I floss all the time and they give you that look like you liar
3: (laughs) but I didn't lie
1: I didn't lie I went in there and she was like so do you feel any discomfort in your teeth and I was like one of my teeth hurts real fucking bad and I know there are more cavities in there so Mm -hmm. just like just give it to me straight she was like oh okay
0: yeah so I had mm -hmm. to have I just I think it was two out of four least of my wisdom teeth were a fucking mess one of them was cracked and i was in excruciating pain it took that long for me to go and that was real dumb uh so they just ripped them out all four um just put me under ripped them out
2: very solid and good relationship with my dentist and eye doctor i see them way more than anyone else (laughs) it's a good thing it's a very good thing yeah i god i when i when i was a kid i had crazy teeth y'all i had like a tooth coming in like the back of my mouth yeah, it was wild. I had I had like braces twice. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, I had a face mask thing going on at some point.
4: I had to wear it oh, every night. The gear, oh, the headgear. Yeah, that's yeah, rough.
0: Yeah. No, that's rough. Yeah.
1: My biggest issue was grinding my teeth. My teeth are like really when whenever dentists look at my teeth, they're like, "Oh, you you definitely grind your teeth." Yeah. They so. yell at me because I have an underbite. They're like, "Put your teeth together." I'm like, "Okay, so put my teeth together."
2: And they're like, "No, uh, together." Like what? Like your your lower jaw is pushed out more. I'm like I'm not trying to do this on purpose. They're like (laughs) you should
0: really stop. I'm like what? That's not a very hard thing to notice. You do whatever your dentist is that can't figure that one out. You might want to I don't know change. Every dentist,
2: every dentist Mm. I've ever been to. I've been to many dentists, dentists, oral specialists. I have like a fake tooth. I got I got there was a period of my life where they drilled uh titanium bits. they are titanium bits in my mouth. Mm -hmm. This is all
1: fake, baby. This is yeah. I'm a mess. I'm a real mess. Um, my teeth, I, my jaw used to be like, like, like that's how my teeth would match up, and they were, they were like, we're not going to give you anything corrective just yet because you're still growing, just in case, <laughs> and it like slowly fixed itself, and I was so grateful because they were like, yeah, because otherwise, you know, we'll have to like put all kinds of crazy shit in your mouth. I was like, I don't. Want that. I hope to
2: God there are photos that exist of like. Little
3: <laughs> hey,
2: sweet
3: Georgia. Going, everybody?
2: Jesse, with your underbite, did they ever
4: tell you about like the surgery where they're gonna like crack your jawbone, bring it up, staple in place, and wire your jaw shut for a month? Because that's what they told me. I'm like, fuck it, I'm keeping the underbite, I don't give a fuck. No, they
2: didn't. Like, they never, yeah. it's never a thing where it's like, hello everybody, I'm a wolf man. Like, it's never that, but it's one of those things where every time the doctor was always like, okay, we need you to bite down on something for an x-ray or bite like whatever it would they'd always be like no put your teeth together i'm like i'm trying so i'd have to like doing my best i have to like overbite i don't know i've had a lot of time with a dentist speaking of of things that are not related to gaming can i talk about the fact that the napkins in this office are hilarious yeah
1: (laughs) they're tom of (laughs) finland napkins they were sent to me from
2: finland (laughs) These are our napkins in the office. We have like a thousand of these. He's
1: he's a homosexual icon, man. <laughs> <Tom> of Finland.
2: <laughs> it's good I, to know. I every time I just look down, I'm like, man, I seem to oh yeah, we're good now. I love I love the, you know what? There's no condescension in their looks. They're like, you know what? Yeah.
1: Wipe that mouth. <laughs> wipe that mouth Hey. the other because the, there are two different designs of the napkins and one of them is a bit more uh saucy than the other one
2: ah well good thing i didn't find that and decide to show it
1: <laughs> i mean if you had it it's not like it would have been oh. off brand hey, you're
2: right you're right
1: mm.
0: Welcome to the Corporal Podcast. We do occasionally talk about video games. Our revisiting oh. host is today the one and only Quill Eighteen, who does uh, much show strategy and all that kind of thing. And is wondering again what the hell he got himself into. But he has no experience. Well, he has some experience with this show now, so he has no excuse this time around. He knew what was going to happen. So I don't have any sympathy for you anymore, Quill. Welcome to the show.
4: Oh, thank you very much. And yeah, it's you know it's the
2: non-gaming talk that I think draws me back. Really yeah there we go there we go that's how we get them that's how we get them every time
0: yeah i do wonder i did wonder about that how many people are bothered by that and how many are not i'm I'm hoping obviously not too many because that would suck for us and everybody else concerned but hey i guess it gives people here's the thing right it's beneficial it gives people time to ease into the show like if they're late to the live broadcast they have missed nothing (laughs) of value so you know it's good to start that way it's they a, show
1: up an hour later and we're still talking about movies and they're like, thank much. God.
0: <laughs> yeah. I didn't miss anything. They are I here for our shit. hot takes onto the Jurassic Park franchise and that's mm, good. Yeah. But we do talk about video games from time to time. We will be talking about the games that we've been playing this week. That usually takes the first two hours or so of the show. Last half an hour of the show will be releases, what we have picked out from the unholy pile of arse that constitutes the Steam release list. And of course, we'll do a little bit of news here and there. Have any companies screwed up this week? Oh, and how? Yeah, they we'll certainly have. we find out. Yes, we'll certainly be mentioning things like that. That will definitely come up at some point, no doubt, in the not-too-distant future. So, without further ado, let us begin, as we always do, by talking about the games that we have been playing this week. I'm going to toss it right over to Quill to start us off. What you got? What's been going on? What
1: you got, Quill? Well,
4: when you contacted me yesterday about coming on the show and you said we should talk about XCOM,
0: yeah. I spent
4: all yesterday and this Oof. morning playing yeah, a shit yeah. for The Chosen. Oof. And holy crap, first off, I gotta say, the price, I mean, it's like 55 Canadian pesos for this thing.
0: But good Ca- Canadian pesos. That... Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. Uh, the dollar's been fluctuating a lot. So. Oh, okay.
0: Right. That, that yeah. makes yeah. sense. Right.
1: Right. Canada Oscar and Mexico have been talking Canada. for a while about this.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, I can totally understand why, but yeah, the, the, what about the price though? So you think, is it, is the price right in your opinion?
4: It's, it's hard to say. It's one of those things. How do you ever justify a price? It's just going to depend on different people.
0: Absolutely. Is this
4: possibly the definitive iteration of XCOM? Yeah, I think maybe it's uh-huh. so good. There's so much density of stuff, not just in terms of like fixed gameplay um, and, you know, extra UI niceties and, and things like that, like extra depth of squad management and the, the new story mechanics with the frickin' the, the factions and the Chosen. Yes. Holy shit. Really good.
0: Yeah. The Chosen are basically an implementation of sorts of the Nemesis system to some extent and giving you that consistent antagonist that gets better as you do and that constantly taunts you and has... There's a lot of lines. Like uh, uh, something really cool I noticed when I was watching Strip and Stream the Chosen recognized one of the DLC weapons and made a comment on it, which I thought mm. was pretty neat because he was using the uh, the axes, I think, from the Alien Hunters DLC. And I was like, "Ah, oh, weapon of that craftsmanship must have been made as blah, blah, blah. I was like, that's neat. That's a nice little bit of detail. Adds a little bit of character. And I already genuinely hate <laughs> The First Chosen. I I I despise. I got the... Assassin, the sort of invisible ninja stabby stabby lady as my first chosen. She is a dick. Oh, my God. What an ass! I don't know if the weaknesses vary, but in my game, like, she's
4: vulnerable to explosions, which sounds like it's easy to take out with grenades, except every time I face her, I'm on one of the goddamn lost maps. Yeah. So I just keep getting swarmed. But the intensity is very high. Like, you've got the sort of time mechanic we're trying to push through. You've got these crazy hordes of loss where you're just like, shooting 5 of them in a single round with a single character which feels really badass and then yeah. a crazy assassin that that shows up and breaks all the game rules. Yes. I don't know. It's it can be very frustrating playing at higher difficulty, but um, But it's
0: very cool. It's cool, yeah. Yeah. It's the the price argument to me is when people describe this as XCOM 3, it could have very easily been a sequel. Had they released all of this as a sequel, I would not have objected to that fact. Or standalone
4: Uh, expansion kind of thing, but you need to buy the base game first.
0: You do, you you do. It is a bit of a shame that this is not a standalone. Like I think uh, making it an expand-alone, as they call it, I think would have been a good way to do things. But when we look at it, this is an expansion in the old-school sense of the word. This is not DLC. This is a full-on We're talking fucking level of Frozen Throne expansion. Like, we're talking Brave New World and Gods and Kings glued together. Like, in terms of the sheer amount of stuff, I'm constantly finding new things. And I'm finding, of course, that every new thing you add in, of course, then adds interactions with everything else that was already there. So that Mm. you're not just adding one thing every time you add a new thing. You're adding 50 things because it all influences everything else.
4: You get all the new rooms, you've got the fatigue mechanic. The bond mechanic makes me think of some of the uh, elements from like Long War where you'd have a squad leader and then you'd sort of build squad cohesion, so you've got yeah, that. There's like a bit of crazy.
0: Fire Emblem in there as well, only without the waifu, that kind of thing. Although we've started bromance, I have to say. Uh, just wait, we, we have demonstrated that uh, Pimp Mox uh, gave him the red fedora. He already had the fur, so perfect. And he's voice acted by Worf, Michael mm-hmm. Dorn, which of is course. perfect. So he's having a bromance with our new Templar, who's like the psychic assassin. So they both work together, and it's it's a great friendship, and one of them will invariably die and the other will go, will go insane as a result. Uh, adding negative traits in is great. Uh, Dodger is very familiar with that idea from playing a ton of Darkest Dungeon. I was
1: like, ah. Uh,
0: <laughs> it's not quite uh, as extreme. Yes. Oh god, there's some funny shit, though. Like, I have a guy with OCD who will compulsively reload at random, and that's annoying as shit. Uh, someone posted a screenshot of a uh, Templar who's afraid of psychic powers, which is no. a bit of a problem for a psychic. Uh, so there's a lot of fun stuff that can go on there. It really, it adds not only that depth, but also flavor. And you get attached to your squad mates in a real way because they all have these unique attributes. And I've said it time and time again, XCOM's all about the war stories and they've put in so many ways of now telling it. Just adding in that fucking Instagram photo booth into the game.
1: Oh my God it's so I, good I, I made i made one that because i got sam killed like so many times uh-huh. and i I made a poster where it's like him like this with like a star shine in the background and a silhouette of a city and it just says my wife killed me twice <laughs> he's just like
0: <laughs> yeah like my first ever one was she was in heavy cover this is bullshit was the tagline <laughs> like there's all sorts of stuff like that it's it's just genuinely funny and it adds a real sense of character and it means if you if a bunch of people are playing together you can share your photos and all that kind of stuff and it lets you it, rem- it means you remember those moments like it's a very useful if superficial idea the fact that they put it in there to me indicates that they really understand that having people attach value to their troops gives real value to the gameplay experience by upping the ante upping the tension you care about these guys dying. And I think telling their story. Every stories. single
1: person that I know who's put me on their team, I've died.
0: You're I'd still alive on out. mine. Um, <gasps> just to let you know that. To be fair, you survived all the way till the last mission on uh, my first playthrough of it. And then, That's true. Then you got of, turned of into a final zombie. That was
1: epic battle.
0: Yep. And then stripping out to shoot you in the face with a sniper rifle is just the way to go. Poetic. Yeah, it was nice. Uh, if. Uh, we we made you know we made bonds before bonds existed you know I have mm. to wonder how much of that was inspired by stuff like Fire Emblem and how much of it was inspired by people just telling the stories of these guys and yeah it's it's good shit and you're actually playing it now Dodger as well you did avoid playing the first one if I recall correctly
1: um I I played the first one but I never played XCOM two until now
0: right okay. It's I'm um, surprised you're diving in in the deep end there, cuz War of the Chosen adds so much shit. Uh, yeah. Are you managing to handle that fact?
1: Honestly, the thing that bothers me the most is when you're and everybody that I talk to about this doesn't seem to agree with me. So maybe it's just a me problem. But um it's so cluttered. When you're when you're playing and you're trying to decide where to go, there's so many like, it tries to show you all of the layers at the same time while still uh-huh. making it clear, like, what layer you're on and how far you can go. But then, like, the silhouettes of things that are on the second or third level really fuck me up. Like, it's it's really difficult for me to keep clear for myself on, like, where I'm going, where I need to be. Like, I find myself double, triple, quadruple checking things because you I do You know,
0: I've had the same problem. And I've yeah. played a lot of XCOM, too. There's something they changed in the way that transparency for buildings and f- different floors works. Then they may have just increased the amount of verticality in the map variety. That probably contributed to it as well. There's just something about that which... There, I don't know, maybe there's a setting that we can change, mm-hmm. but I noticed something I like that, too. And that was weird.
1: Because, like, I get that they need... They can't just, it can't just be like The Sims, right? Where they're like, no, nah, you can just look at the bottom level because it really matters whether or not somebody's above you or if you can get, you know, go. Like, you need to know where things are and what's happening. Mm-hmm. But it's still frustrating for me. Like, I wish that I could even maybe just... um like toggle a button. Like if if there was a key that I could hit that would make it so that those vanished for just a second. And then when I release. I
0: just can't remember what it is. They come back. Yeah, I think that that does exist. Uh, I I think also like getting used to using the mouse wheel to switch between levels is helpful too. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's kind of worth it. Uh, You're a fairly experienced XCOM player, but you did just dive into War of the Chosen Quill. Have you run into anything about it so far that you've like, either found confusing, cluttered, or just like, not what you were looking for?
4: Uh, I've enjoyed everything so far. I feel like there's a lot more crap on the world map now, which is both very okay. good, but also gives you a sense of, it, it feels like there's too much going on, uh, and yeah. it can be even more difficult than before to prioritize. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's that's what happens, like, more options is more better up to a point. And so that might be the only thing. Um, but other than that, no, I've enjoyed it. I like the variety on some of the existing missions that were there before. Yeah. Slightly like some of the the, the retaliation missions, um, the mechanic now where you can finally get missions where the timer doesn't start until you break stealth, which yes. was one of the most popular mods for people to download.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. But the, it's, a, it's an order that you can issue, isn't it? Like it's one of the resistance orders you can have as a bonus, but you have to choose that over some other things, which I thought was pretty cool.
4: Yeah, those that's another great that reminds me a little bit of the Civ 6 sort of uh, government system. Yes, yes. In these cards which is a great way to make um interesting and meaningful decisions in the game. I like the one where you guarantee one-shot kills on the lost. Uh, that's nice. It makes it so much more fun to mow through them.
0: Yeah. I I had a great mission on the stream against the lost where I was like, "You know what? I want to summon more lost to kill at the advent over there." and put yeah. a wall of loss between me and The Chosen. And it worked mm. to some extent. Like, one of my soldiers was grabbed by one of the vipers, the snakes, and it was like six or seven dog piled the viper, knocked the soldier out of the viper's grip, and then the soldier fucking legged it that way and left the viper nice. to die, completely surrounded by zombies. It was pretty great. Uh, the I will say the AI, in some cases, doesn't quite deal well with the zombies. Uh, the viper's answer to the zombies was, I'm going to hug one of them. Because that'll work and stay where I am. Whereas if they, if it had used uh, acid, it would probably burn through the zombies quite quickly. So I think maybe they need to tweak some of the AI a bit to deal and with typically that. Typically,
1: the AI is really good, isn't it? Most
0: of the time, yes. Uh, most of the time, the AI makes mostly smart decisions. I think it's just the fact that they threw a third neutral faction in that can attack both you and Advent has probably right. thrown it for a loop a little bit.
4: Have you built any of the lure grenades? I've I researched I not, them, but I haven't used them yet.
0: That sounds like a really good idea, though. Sounds yeah. like a very good idea.
4: Yeah, just throw a grenade into the middle of the advent and let the, the zombies swarm them.
0: Yes, it it, it works fairly well. Uh, the, I, I did have a problem with that mission where it was a supply drop mission, and I got, like, six crates. And I'm like, fuck this, we're out of here. I didn't want to lose anybody. And because there was... W- the tale of the brave Stunlancer. So the little Stun Lancer that could is the last advent left on the map. He is completely surrounded by Lost. He is dodging and weaving and smacking him down. And he's like, we wish we could just bring him like as a as a hero along with us. Like just recruit him. <laughs> because he was still on the map when we left, we got none of the benefits of the mission. I was fucking furious. I I don't it really should have warned me of that, but and it was illogical and stupid because the stuff had already been airlifted out, so why would you not get the rewards? But mm-hmm. that fucking Lancer, thats the, again, it's the best thing about XCOM. You always have these fucking stories. Every time you play, you always have a new story to tell. I'm, uh, I'm in. Very much in. I love it. It's good stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm glad yeah, people are enjoying similar
4: it. Similar things sort of happened with uh, XCOM 1, where the expansion became, no, no, you just want to play with this right from the start. That might not apply to War of the Chosen. I don't think it does. If you haven't played it, it might be too much stuff. Hmm. Although, it adds some interesting extra context to the story.
0: Yeah, I personally think if you've never played XCOM 2 before, you should not jump in with War of the Chosen. Do at least one short, easy run with the first one, and then go into it, because War of the Chosen adds a shit ton of new stuff it's overwhelming I, I mean, I can't
1: even tell i can't even tell what is war of the chosen and what isn't because i haven't played xcom 2 aside from war of the chosen yeah. so
0: well i mean you're you're handling it so it sounds like you're fine with it but personally i would be recommending to new players not to go in with that first right i, I think with, it is with advanced the,
1: with the struggles that i have had the idea of maybe just going back and playing regular XCOM 2 first is appealing to me.
0: Maybe. It depends how far you've got into it. Like, if you're only a few hours in, maybe go back and do yeah, I'm vanilla. Yeah, not super far. Uh, yeah, maybe go back and do vanilla I... with the DLC and then hit War of the Chosen afterwards.
1: Yeah, I beat Invisible Stabby Bitch and I think that's the last thing that I've done.
0: Okay. Well, you might you might be relatively far enough in anyway um, to not justify it. You've probably got the hang of it now just be ready to lose like it's okay to lose at a run yeah. so it's it's maybe worth a shot I think if you if you're this far in just keep going mm. um it, I just think it heaps a lot of mechanics on you very early on all at once and I think that's more of a we want to make sure that people are interested enough in this um right. who have played the original to want to play it again sometimes I feel like an expansion doesn't give you that feeling I think this one absolutely does. Because it layers yeah. it on thick with the new stuff.
1: Um, I think that that's how they wound up thinking about it with Darkest Dungeon 2 when they made Crimson Court. They wanted to make sure that it it added more than just a new area, that it added like new ways to think about the game in general. Yes.
0: Yeah, which is why I think that as a full-fledged $40 expansion, it is reasonably priced. If it were not... Probably not. But, you know, this is fucking Lords of Destruction level. This is, you know, the, the good Civ Five expansions. This is Frozen Throne level. Like, it even expands the actual story out in a big way with some really good, the best cutscenes I've ever done. So got some great VO in. Fucking Q is the leader of the Templar. And Worf is the leader of the Reapers. Not the and Reapers, the Skirmishers. And
4: Meringus is your, your agent on the Reaper side. On oh,
0: the Reapers, yeah. So they literally got three people from Star Trek Next Generation to do it and they all do great jobs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I could not have told that it was Mariana Surtis though. I thought that she sounds Russian. Uh, but Dude, hey.
1: the second that, I can't remember his name in the game, the second that Worf started talking, I Mox, was like, yeah. Th- that sounds so much like Worf. And yeah. then a bunch of people in chat were like, it is, it is. And <laughs> <But laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, sick.
0: <laughs> yeah, that makes me think like Firaxis are just like, how many Star Trek actors can we get in just because we want to nerd out a bunch? Apparently, uh, Riker... Uh, Jonathan Frakes is also the leader of the Reapers, so there you yeah, go. I think there
4: are supposed to be five voices, I don't know who the fourth so that, one is.
0: Uh And part of, uh, the actress who played Tasha Yar might be in it as well. Oh, no, shit. That's very cool. Yep. Uh, it is excellent, in my opinion, so far. I haven't run into anything other than what you mentioned about the screen getting a bit cluttered and getting a bit confusing on multiple vertical mm-hmm. levels. Uh, I haven't run into anything personally that has fucked with me. There's been a couple of bugs here and there. Nothing major load times are so much better now performance is so much better now it's excellent it's really really good yeah very much so um, sorry go ahead
1: i was gonna say can we hop from here to mario Rabbids? yes
0: we can that was okay, what i was cool. hoping for yeah let's uh, go from one end of the spectrum to the other the they both came out on the same day they're both obviously turn-based tactics games both Otherwise could not be more different if they tried. <laughs> they both
1: take themselves very seriously.
0: Of course they do. <laughs> Absolutely. Jesse, you have not played XCOM, as I can tell by the twenty minutes of silence, but you have played Rabbits? No? Cool. <laughs> no. If you just want to chill for the next twenty minutes, that's fine. Dodger, you've yeah, played Rabbits? I Rabbids? haven't.
1: I haven't
0: played Rabbids. God damn- no. So you introduced the topic that you didn't know anything about and you just because want us to talk about. I want to hear about it. Okay. Quill, have you played Rabbids?
4: Is that available on a PC?
0: For fuck's sake. Mm. Right. Okay, I guess I'm TV, the one. How do
4: you
1: feel about rabbits? Oh, right
0: Apparently, I'm the only. How am I the only person that played this in an office with Gerard living in it? How am I the only fucking person that's played oh this Oh my game? god.
1: We've, we've oh, been overhearing uh, no, him talking about it on. in a very serious tone, yeah. which is pretty hilarious. Hey, you want
0: to swap uh, Jesse out for Gerard? I'm fine with that. You bring we him in. Here. Yeah, Gerard. you're gonna be useless anyway. Go get him. No, you have to stay. Jesse can leave. <laughs> At least one of you is not getting out of this. <laughs>
1: I really want to hear about it, so I'm yeah, not going to Yeah,
0: I will talk to you about it from sort of the perspective of somebody that's very much into XCOM and how mm-hmm. I think it's a very complimentary experience to XCOM and how it just being simpler in many ways doesn't make it worse. It does not. Business, He's not around. All right, Aww. fine. I will deal He's with not it. He's Yep. I, I look, I've
2: seen stuff. It looks fun. It, it
0: does. Not only does it oh, look fun, one. it plays fun, and it sounds fun, too. So... The best way to explain it is that, yeah, it's a cover-based tactics game, a bit like XCOM. It's got a very similar set of uh, systems whereby you have two actions. You can shoot and move or move and shoot, kind of in that order, and you can also use a special action and a couple of other things every now and again. Uh, What's interesting about it is that they took the to-hit system and they simplified the whole fucking thing down. There are only three different chances to hit. 0%, 50%, and 100%. If you flank okay. an enemy, it's a 100% chance to hit. If they're out of cover, it's a 100% chance to hit. You can't miss. Damage varies, but chance to hit does not. If they cool. are in light cover, it's a 50-50. If they're in heavy cover, you can't hit them. But you can shoot the cover, which will damage it. So depending on what weapons you've got, you can break the cover down. So the game is very focused on movement. So you are going to have a lot more mobility than games like XCOM, Hunkering down and going to Overwatch, not a thing. Mario has an Overwatch ability called Hero Sight, and so does Luigi, by the way, called Steely Stare. Love it. Literally, his Death Stare is now an ability, which is Uh perfect. i try to find uh, any rabbit's fudge that won't get me copyright-climbed by Nintendo, a bunch of bastards. Uh, There's probably some somewhere I can use, but hey, the game is very mobile. So, for instance, when you move... You have a slide attack, so you can move onto an enemy, slide them, and then run off and take cover somewhere else. You can also, now apparently everyone's saying, nope, don't put it up. Right, can't put it up. Blame Nintendo. I'm not going to, I'm not paying them money for that shit. Anyway, you can jump on somebody and they can give you a boost to throw you through the air. If you combo with Mario, who, when he gets his first ability, he can jump on people's heads. You know, it's Mario-themed, so you get extra damage for that. And then, of course, you take your shot, and you can do it in any order you want. And there's a lot of movement. Like, a lot of the levels have uh, pipes that you can go through that get you the other side of the level. It is absolutely not a game about hunkering down and taking a lot of cover, because flanking is real easy. Like, a lot of enemies have a lot of movement. They're probably going to flank you. If you can avoid it, that's great. High ground is useful. You do more damage up there. Um, but you're still gonna have the same hit chance but it's the comp yes Jesse
2: what is the ratio of peach to
0: rabbits peach
2: I ask well, this as a rabbits peach fan I'll play the game if I can play as a lot of rabbits peach
0: I have rabbits peach in my party and I have no reason to remove her She's, you start with her and All I right, think good. you All have right, to good. have you have to have one <laughs> rabbit character. Go. In your party I of three at all times, Peach
2: right there, Rabbit Peach is. Yeah. I love her.
0: You must have a rabbit character in your party because it's a cutscene-related thing. Because there's a lot of cutscenes with comedy involving rabbits, and they could switch them around, but you have to have at least one of them. So I kept Rabbit Peach. She's really good. You get Rabbit Luigi, Rabbit Peach, and regular Mario as your starting team. I got rid of Rabbit Luigi pretty quickly and replaced him with real Luigi because he's more of a sniper and he's got some cool abilities. Rabbit Peach has damage deflection and heal. And yeah. she's hilarious. She's fucking hilarious. She was getting eaten by a giant plant, and in the middle of it was taking selfies while she while it was happening. <laughs> it, the game is full of character. Awesome. like it the cutscenes are genuinely funny. The writing is really funny. It's cool. there's a lot of cool slapstick. The rabbits are not annoying. A lot of people were scared they would be. They're not. They're really not. So I was really happy with that. And generally speaking, the pacing is great. It's very satisfying to play. It's very quick to play. Battles are still tactical. You're still flanking. Like, if you played XCOM, you know you shit right off the bat. But there's a good selection of different weapons with different stuff on them. Like, uh, they have different effects. Like, you can cover someone in honey, and that will make them sticky. You can cover them in ink so they can't shoot because they can't see. Uh, My favorite is bounce. You can literally shoot them off the fucking level. It's great. It's exactly as fun as it sounds. There's a whole bunch of different cool abilities in the weapons Like will have different strengths against different kinds of rabbits and stuff. So there's a bit of equipment and you can swap out secondary weapons as well, depending on who you're playing with. And there's skill trees for everybody too. So there's a good amount of customization. There is no permadeath. That doesn't happen. Basically, if you go down to zero HP, your guy will be stunned until the end of the fight. If you win, he comes back up. If you don't, then you have to restart the fight.
1: I mean, understandable, right? Yeah. Because if I was a little thing. kid and I was playing Mario Rabbids, and then like, Rabbid Peach died, and it was like, well, yeah. she's dead forever. I, I would don't think I would be very good. I would sob.
0: Yep, nope, that, that would not be very good. So that's cool. The the two parts of the game are basically the tactical battles and. You can, uh, you're running through the level and exploring it. That's the other bit. So, you're collecting coins, you're trying to find secrets, you're doing little environmental puzzles to get chests so that you can get new items. And that's basically it. Like, there's a few mazes, there's a few little kind of platformy sort of puzzles where you have to rotate a thing around to get to the right place. So, navigating through the worlds is mostly that. And that's the thing that breaks up the battles. Um, so, there's no strategy layer or anything like that. Like, uh, that's not what it's for. But. Hmm it's slick it's really well animated it's colorful the music from grant kirkhope is spot on it's very very good it's you know to have a person that's not a nintendo composer compose what's basically a nintendo game is very rare and he did a great job of it i really enjoy it i think it's a nice i I play XCOM during the day and i play this in the evening like this is a nice chill out game before your wind down game it's my wind down game yeah it's uh it's, it's a little bit less frustrating. It's a little bit less bullshit. Like, I don't ever yell that was bullshit at the game. <laughs> That's the nice thing about having the 100%, 0%, 50-50. There is right. very little of that. So I think it's a great game. I think it's a must-buy for the Switch. I genuinely think it is that good. I think it's a killer app for that machine. The first one, in my opinion, because uh, I don't really view Zelda or Splatoon as that, but this, yes absolutely this is a must-buy game
1: oh my god Spe- speaking of me sobbing um i finally sat down and played sonic mania and it made ah,
0: me cry i'm sorry it, it made you cry good? what
1: i started crying because i felt so nostalgic playing that game
0: yeah i got a lot of feels from that as well it reminded me, like- me going over to my friend's house uh my neighbor's
1: yeah it was crazy i was like by myself i was playing and i was just like god the music and the way it feels to play it and like i just i felt so overwhelmed (laughs) it was so dumb but um yeah it's great man that game is fucking fantastic
0: yeah there's i think the the sort of honeymoon period with that game is over where people are starting to sort of nitpick it i'm not really convinced by a lot of those arguments. It's like, well, there's some momentum issues on some of the bosses. I'm like, I'm not into Sonic enough to care.
1: Yeah, I'd have
0: to have played a lot of Sonic for that. You know, to me, the game feels movement wise very much like Sonic did. You know, and my biggest complaint about that game is and still is the stupid fucking blue orb bonus stages are bullshit and (laughs) annoying. Thankfully, you don't really have to do them. It would just have been nice if they'd picked a better special stage or made a new one. Cause I don't yeah. think that one is good.
1: I'm kind of okay with it, but I haven't, I haven't played enough of them yet that I'm like, God, this is repetitive and stupid. Yeah. I I kind of appreciate the, like the breakup, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like being in the middle of a, a 2d Sonic thing and then being like, what if it was 3d now? And I'm like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> I'm cool with that.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's, I think they just could have picked a better one. I think the the one that you do to get to get the Chaos Emeralds is really good. I think it's a good version of Sonic Two stage without being bullshit, and it fits the theme quite nicely. I just I wish they'd come up with something better for the special stages that you collect when you have fifty rings. Otherwise, it is it's a very old school Sonic game. You know, it has lives and it matters. You know, Sonic lives matter. Hashtag. It is very much a game made for people that like the original Sonic games. And I think mm-hmm. in that respect, it succeeds almost completely.
1: Yeah. It's great. Oh. It is. I'm so happy.
0: It's a lot of fun. A lot of great nods to people without going overboard on the Sonic fandom. Because let's be honest, of the fandoms, the Sonic one is uh, on the weirder end sometimes.
1: The Sonic fandom already oh. goes overboard all on its own. <laughs> it doesn't yes. It doesn't need help.
0: It does not need help. You're right. You're there? Yeah. Huh? Nothing. What? What? Are you defending the Sonic fandom? What's going on?
1: Huh? Yeah.
2: There's a lot of Jesse the Hedgehogs out there, and I'm proud of them.
0: Oh, dear.
1: None of my hedgehogs look cool.
2: <laughs> Maybe
0: that's, that's your why problem?
1: you hate it. So that's, that's my issue it. with yep. the fandom. Oh, my.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Let's move on to something that Jesse's played because I want him to work for his money. Okay. What you got? You were a PAX. Uh, you better have played some cool oh, yeah, shit. that
1: PAX happened. Would you play yeah, a PAX? I played, all right. Oh
2: my god. Um so uh I started my day uh playing Shadow of War. okay. Um, I was only there for a for a day's worth of actual looking around the con. Right. Um
0: Tell us about that but, then. Cause let's be honest, last few weeks, that game has had a lot of shit laid on it.
2: Uh I, yeah uh, here's i think the biggest thing that i think everyone's gonna agree on the actual stuff you do in shadow of war is a shit ton of fun but all the stuff they've thrown onto it makes it a uh, game where you it you're it, you, it's very hard to support the
0: things they do uh, yes especially like, this week
2: now <laughs> yeah, especially the day i went to go uh play was the day i saw that video that was like hey one of our devs died and we're going to do this thing for for him and put him in the game. But by the way, like the vast majority of the world and only up to a certain amount, we're actually going to give to his family. Everything else goes to the company. It's like- That was
0: not a fun video to
2: make. How do you do do a thing like that? How do you fuck that up? Yeah. So needless to say, the actual game itself um, is very, very similar to- uh, the first in core gameplay mechanics, except they've added new things. So now each region has a new fort. And what you do is you can take over these giant forts and each fort is based off of like the orcs that live there. And so uh, my play session was about, me. the guy's like, well, your objective is you want to take this fort. I was like, okay. He's like, you can go do any anything you want to do, you can do and we'll make that happen. But that's the objective. So I went around and like mind controlled orcs and shit and got them all on my side. And then you, this time, um, both the orcs and you have, uh, you know, as you level up, you had like, I'm going to select this skill. Now there's sub branches for each skill. Nice. So uh, there's, there's, you know, if you want to mount things and you want to quick mount things. Oh, you, can, you
0: know, you want to mount some things.
2: You can, you can do that. Too easy. And But then under that, there's like giant dragons you can ride now or caragors or whatever the hell, uh, trolls, and you can mount whatever you want now and uh they're wild like wyvern beasts that fly around that you can if you shoot them enough and hurt them enough they're like oh i'm so broken you can jump on them and control them and like spit fire down at orcs and it's pretty great um but because uh i am terrible at games every time i attempted to take that fort i would go out and like recruit an army and i make this great battle strategy Every time I go take this fort, I'd always end up, because what the fort is, is it's four capture points. Mm-hmm. And when you take the capture points, then it takes you to another level, which is, okay, you've captured the courtyard. Now you have to go and you have to fight the commanders. And then you can fight the guy who who is the captain of the fort. And every time I would find any commander, like five commanders would show up. And I was like, what the fuck? And so I would just get slaughtered over and over again. But it wasn't the commanders who do me. It would be, like, one guy named, like, Scrag. And so the next time I come back to the fort, it's Scrag the Unkillable. I'm like, fuck this guy. I that's
0: That me. was the best thing about the first one. Like, getting taken yeah. out by some random fuckwit. And then suddenly you come back and he's the fucking leader now because he killed you. That was that's, that's amazing.
2: And that was my driving motivation, is I was like, I'm gonna get your ass, Scrag. And we only had an hour to play, so, uh, you know, it's one of those things where I felt the need to keep playing and I felt the desire, like, all right, they still the core fun of what this game is still exists. They've added a bunch of other shit. But at the end of the day, it's about you and your nemesis and how from the very get-go, the very first time I died, it was like, I'm gonna find that son of a bitch. And then when I realized he was upgraded to like every attack he did was was poison now. So fighting it was even harder. And I was like, fuck this guy. It was cool. It was cool. I hate that everything else they've done to the game makes it one of those things where it's like how do you support something that you know you'll enjoy but yeah. at the same time it, it business-wise has done a lot of shitty things so. it's
0: abhorrent at this point the the shit, you know and how they've handled this charity thing is disgusting and they put out a statement last night and by statement i mean it had like 12 words in it that was like we will not be profiting from any of these things they didn't explain how that's actually possible Because the official Twitter made it abundantly clear, 100% clear, that any purchase from outside of the U.S. or also from within six or seven U.S. states would not go to the family. That's been confirmed. So unless they have suddenly changed their mind on that, then where is that money going? And Warner Brothers just declined to explain. So basically right now they're making the money off the back of a guy who died of cancer. Uh, Nobody is cool with that. At all. No, like, so the premise by itself
2: is a good like what they're like. Memorializing someone's a good one, yeah. Is awesome. The way they've gone about doing it is sneaky as shit because it's like, yeah, yeah we're gonna give we're gonna give the family the money, wink. Like some like of the, it. Yeah, some of it. And also if you're not in the US, then it doesn't count. Or some US states. <laughs> there's even states in the US where it's like, yeah. sorry, no, that doesn't count there either.
0: Yeah. And there's a lot of people say, Well, it's because of tax law. Yeah, I'm aware. Of that but here's the thing warner brothers has a fucking orc legion worth of lawyers many of whom are focused on tax and mm. particularly they're focused on evading tax as we discovered the last couple of weeks when bunny hop released an expose which i believe included warner brothers of major games publishers who have been engaging in massive international tax evasion So they know exactly what they're doing. They could very easily figure out a solution to this. They just chose not to. They're basically doing this in the laziest way possible. And as a result, they have put themselves in the middle of a PR shitstorm and essentially dishonored the the, um, memory of a dead man who worked for Monolith. Uh, The whole thing is just disgusting. I Mm -hmm. absolutely fucking hate it. I hate how it's become. We shouldn't even be talking about this.
2: It sucks because while I was in the process of playing it, I was like caught up in it again. I felt what I felt during Shadow Morrow. I was like, this game is going to be so much fun. But the entire time, like literally an hour before, I just watched that video and was like, I can't help but think, you know, my support of this game means that I support them Fucking people over. And it
0: really kind of does. Like, people have said, oh, I'll just buy the game and not buy the microtransactions. I'm afraid that's not enough. Like, if you don't care enough, that's fine. I don't think nobody should judge you for that because it's video games and you've got more important shit to do, right? You you have a real job and your family and everything to worry about. It's cool. You don't have to care about it. But you can't go in and say, well, this is as effective as a boycott because it's not. You're still buying the game. Even if you don't buy the microtransactions, you're buying into a system that is supported by them. And bear in mind, those microtransactions are going to affect your play experience, whether you engage in them or not. It's going to affect the pacing. If you try to engage in that multiplayer fortress invasion mode they have, you're going to be going up against guys who literally kind of like FIFA Ultimate Team have bought their fucking team of uber orcs to murder you. That's bad that is a that is a problem like right? my it's solution not
1: fun right? no
0: it's not like they have sucked all the fun out of it before we even started like everything they've come up with is not these are mechanics that are not fun like who the fuck wants orcs out of loot boxes that doesn't make any fucking sense the idea that gold can be acquired by buying pizza rolls talk about just pissing on the fucking ip right it's like, oh yeah, that's really thematic, guys. Thanks, you've really got a commitment to the Middle Earth universe, haven't you? You know, Mr. I'll see
2: Frodo, that. I brought two pizza rolls. <laughs> I brought you Totinos. What's precious? <laughs> I can't Totino's precious?
0: Totinos. Totinos. Boil them, mash them, stick him in a stew. Uh, I can fuck eat these that. The
2: rolls for you. And he oh God. Him, also, a plate of tostinos. Up
0: yeah. Up and to people are like, well, what should I do? I want to play the game. I recommend just waiting. Chill on it. Buy on sale. Like, hmm. if it's got bullshit like this in it, that means it's not worth full price. So don't pay full price for it. Wait for it to go down. It will. I mean, fuck, you yeah. could get a Shadow of Mordor for $3 on multiple occasions over the last couple of years. It will go down. Buy it in a sale. That's the best hmm. way to, to deal with it. Don't, don't support it at full price. Don't buy it on day one. What a fucking kick in the teeth it would be to these guys if nobody bought that game on day one. God, that would scare yeah. the shit out of them. Think about that. What a great idea. It won't happen, It but... won't happen. But... No, not a chance. But think about if it did. That might actually give them the slap in the face they need to finally realize that the stuff they're doing actually is pissing people off.
1: Yeah.
0: It's a shame, because as you said, I don't think anyone believed the game would suck. No way. Uh, I'm excited for the game, of course. I love the first one. I can't wait to find my new nemesis and to, uh, you know, make yeah. new stories with them. And I like, you know, they've added a gear system, which is pretty neat, you know? Some of it doesn't make a lot of sense. It's like, why would you find a pristine piece of uh, Rohirrim armor that fit you exactly in the middle of Mordor? I don't know, but it looks nice, and some loot systems are pretty cool, especially if they add some really neat stuff in it. I think that adds to the game quite well. Uh, but, yeah, it's a real shame. Real shame. We'll see. I, I just want Warner Brothers to solve this problem with the charity thing. That statement was bullshit. No way is that enough to explain what's happening. No way not okay with it yeah uh, else what else did you play at yeah, Pax, yeah jesse well, we yeah tell play. us let's get a bit more positive let's go
2: yeah i played a bunch of cool shit all right so first off uh next i i've talked about this before uh i'm gonna keep talking about it i play battle chasers again yeah not just old school rpg fun i'm thrilled that uh a game that based off a comic i read when i was like a tween exists and i'm thrilled um, super cool right it is It it is it looks gorgeous it plays like a straight up old school jrpg because that's sort of the the conceit of the comic and the conceit of the world is that that's what it is it is like a an american take on the jrpg JRPG.
0: yeah yeah very american art style i've noticed Mm -hmm.
2: and uh it you know, it, it has all the, the tropes and then flips them on their head. So you have the young girl who's the tank, and you have the giant robot who's the healer, and the old man who's the magician, but he only uses like dark demonic like uh, tentacle fell based magics. Nice. And um, yeah, it's it's it, you know, uh it, it's super good and fun. Um the dungeons are done in a sort of procedural way, uh, but it allows you to go around and explore different things and uh the fights are essentially just, you know, you're on one side of the screen and the enemies on the other, and that's, you know, you uh, power up things and you, you, hit there's little timed events and things sometimes, but it's a JRPG at its core, and it's really hard to describe except for, you know, go watch a trailer of it and yeah. you'll be like, oh, okay, I know what this is, and either you're in or you're out, like it's that simple. Uh, but everything I've played so far is a ton of fun, and I've been waiting for this game for a while, so. I am super on board, and uh, it, every time I play it, it, I get a little more hype. So we are slowly uh, getting there, and hopefully this game will be out soon. Uh, next on my list was Monster Hunter.
0: World, I assume? Monster
2: Hunter World, yes.
1: Okay. How um, is it?
2: It was super, super fun. Uh, so the I was lucky enough that I had one of the Capcom like reps with me, and so she was like, I'm gonna get you in here, and we're gonna play with uh, three like randos, and um, you you are like we'll I'll show you like cool things to do and try to teach you some fun tricks. And so, the way it works, I'm sure if you've seen the demos before or all the trailers before, is um, you are hunting monsters while uh, uh God, it's me describing Monster Hunter. Fuck, everyone should know the premise of Monster Hunter now. You're hunting monsters, um. And the way this one works is the environment is actually really useful. And so Mm. um, she was like, climb up on this cliff. So we were fighting this big T-Rex monster. And this, uh, uh, the monster's like down this sort of pen area when you start and there's a bunch of cliffs around him. She's like, jump up on the cliff and then run and jump off onto him. And I was like, what? And so you can jump on the monster and (gasps) it's kind of like a uh, riding a bull mechanic. Where you have time to stab, but then he starts to, like thrash.
1: And yes, Shadow of Colossus on. style.
2: Yeah, you have to hold on, and then you can also attack different areas. And depending on what weapon you have, you affect things differently. So if you have a big, heavy weapon that you know is a very slow swing, if you, for example, jump on and hang on to this T Rex's tail, you can cut his tail off eventually. Right. But if you have little daggers, you're not going to cut his tail off, but you can piss him off and do a lot of damage if you're up by his head, like poking him in the brain. Right. So there's a lot of different places you can go. Um, and well, then, it seems like, uh, sorry
0: to interrupt you, it all seems like they've uh, been inspired a bit by Dragon's Dogma with some of these things.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it definitely has that vibe of Dragon's Dogma boss fights. Absolutely. And um w- so what you can do is then, in certain scenarios, when he does throw you off, there's a trigger where if you hit it in time, you can, like, latch on two vines above you and pull a tree down on his ass. Nice. Or you can, Whoa. like... You can do certain things that will like like mess up the environment around the dinosaur. Or uh, in this case, dinosaur, but whatever you're fighting. Monster. Yeah, monster. <laughs> and there's a lot of additional monsters in the area that you can, for example, you can like use the pheromones of one thing to attract another monster in and then have a monster fight while you try to take down So monsters can attack each other, uh, the world, Like most Monster Hunter games has the uh, smaller animals and things running around. But you can even have those join in and help you if you can trick them into doing it. Mm. And uh, it was really cool. At first, my team was very much together. It was me and uh, three other uh, industry professionals. Influencers. And so we all uh, joined together. and We were hunting this T-Rex. And um, there are... uh, uh, trying to think of their flies basically i'm trying to think of what like tracking flies where if you and you can level up this is something i did not know as you go through and track the different animals um if you find a footprint or you find some saliva or some blood and you examine it and you study it you can try like you get a little level up ding and if you do it a certain amount of times you can level up your tracking abilities
1: and oh so tracking, that's so cool
2: yeah and so your tracking flies once you get enough uh information will be like we know where it's at boss and like fly over and you can follow them around and they'll never not follow the, the monster, which is so needed for me. Cause sometimes in those games it'll vanish and I'll be like, where the fuck did this monster go? And I'll have to like search around for it. I like that flies are just like, it's right over here. Dumb, dumb. Um, hey, hey. But uh, yeah, at a certain point after its tail came off and after it was really wounded, I was like, we got this. And it's like "Bing, 10 minutes left. And I was like, we're going to kill this thing. Everyone on my team left to go fight another bigger, more insane looking monster. That was not our objective. And I was like, no, 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 don't go. And they just kept getting killed over and over again. And I was like, that's cool looking, but it's not what we're trying to kill. And they're like, yeah, but look at it.
0: This is why you hate industry professionals. I'm all right. Useless. Oh. They're all useless.
2: It was so funny. So, of course. I managed to like take it on by myself and I was like dodging and rolling because I had two daggers. So I was going like under its feet and I was just stabbing him in the legs. But I'm, I'm doing like six damage a time. <laughs> so right. I'm, not, I'm like, yeah, get wrecked, dude. <laughs> and eventually he like stumbles and falls over. And um, I thought, yeah, we finally got this guy. F this, F this monster. And then he comes back up and his uh, neck like unfurls. And now he spits fire. And so- <laughs> Bef- lovely so, so at one point i was like i'm gonna jump on his back again f this guy i don't know because the woman who was with me didn't uh she didn't have an answer for me but i hope my like theory is true that the monsters evolved to the way you fight them i don't know if that's true but i hope that's true because every time i saw a cliff i would run up and jump on the cliff and jump off and like start stabbing him in the back and ride him for a while at a certain point when he learned to breathe fire, or when he finally started breathing fire, I ran up to a cliff, went to go jump, and he literally did a 180 turn and shot me with a fireball and instantly like knocked my ass off the cliff. I was like, oh,
1: what awesome.
2: You it, it was awesome. So that was a ton of fun. Uh, we totally failed because uh, another monster, good news, another monster was down to half life at some point. So awesome to my team. Good work, guys. Uh, but it was, it was super cool. It was um, something I wish that I had on film because there was a moment where I was like, I'm going to kill this son of a bitch. And the monster just turned and like death glared Smack. me fireballed my ass. I okay. was like,
0: whoa. Very
2: so, nice. Yeah.
0: It sounds like it was, fun. I'm glad to, and I probably will play it. Uh, it's just, it's been on like the least ideal platforms for a long time, I think. But understandably yeah, yeah it's gonna cool. be great you know it's an ideal game for pc i understand why it's been on ds as much as it has because it was aimed at the japanese market but this is why we're getting world and not getting double x uh i guess you know
3: mm-hmm.
0: which is fine i'm okay with that uh, the art style's a little different it still seems to have some comically oversized weapons and a doesn't take itself too seriously so as long as that's okay then
2: people yeah as long as they're still in the
0: game yeah pull you off the
2: battlefield like they a bunch of them come and like drag you off on a stretcher and it's very cute we're watching
0: the footage where like 20 of them threw ropes around the uh the monster and tried to hold them down i thought it was really cool
2: yeah it's it's a ton of fun i can't wait to actually play with people it's gonna be a blast um i went uh to square enix and did like a square enix thing okay um i will simply say i do not and still not have any clue how to play Dissidia I couldn't tell you I sat there for an hour trying to figure that shit out I could not I love Dissidia
0: I played I a ton of it on the PSP
2: it. I, I was like looking at the controls like what the fuck so I gave up My on damn that spot, uh, I played the Secret of Mana remake which okay is gorgeous. how is it it looks incredible I have two glaring issues one the voice acting has no like it's a game that it's like the first time you heard someone voice act cloud. It's you spent so many years with that character that you're like in the don't head sound like that. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. that bugged me. But the glaring issue that I found, the one that really pissed me off was in uh Secret of Mana original, it's SNES, it's that like sort of kind of top-down view. When you attack, you have three basic attacks. You have a poke, you have a slash, and you have a jump attack, right? And it's right. like this jump But you don't control that. It just does it because it's like a flourish of the basic attack. It does the same thing in this game, except this is a 2.5 D view kind of deal. And so when you do the jump attack slash, there's a chance you'll just straight up miss an enemy. And it's not because like, it's right there. It's like wounded and hurt. And you'll do like a, I'm going to finish you and you'll just miss. And I'm like, boy, do I hope they fix that for launch because that shit. Yeah. level one level it's not like you missed because of your chance to hit or something like that it's just straight up your sword did not connect with the enemy because you had to do a little flourish attack
0: right Right. i mean that sounds that's gonna get fixed like the games not out till 2018 that's getting fixed
2: oof that was rough but um the first boss fight the one i think everyone knows once you get the sword and then you go back town and then they're like oh you're in trouble now and then the whole like the floor opens up and you fight like your first monster underground yeah. that shit, um was super fun that was it it felt more like a modern boss fight because you can move and duck and dodge and weave uh through his attacks than it did like back in the snes day uh, you know because it's just felt better um so there's a lot to hope for for that game i hope it's amazing but mm-hmm. uh we'll see there was a lot of problems that i had that was like mm, i hope this gets fixed and then i played um Lost one last game before we go to a break game.
0: Uh, lost fear did you say
2: yes is that oh my god is that the name of it yeah lost fear okay. um it is the uh i believe so yeah it's tokyo rpg factory it's their follow-up to i'm Setsuna. um it plays almost the exact same way as i'm Setsuna. so okay. if you loved that game which i did you're gonna love this one the premise is sure called you... lost fear i
0: can't find a single piece of footage on this game
2: uh yeah it's s-p-h-e E A R. Oh,
0: lost sphere, not lost fear. Okay. Lost sphere. Right. right. Okay. Um,
2: it is the premise is simply that uh, parts of your world are disappearing into this weird white glow, and uh, you're trying to figure out why. I mean, that's it's like your general RPG like something terrible's happening, and only we, because we weren't there at the time, can figure it out. Right. We have to save all of our friends. Uh, it has all the tropes of. The main character's like, man, I don't know if I can do this. And his best friend is this girl with, like, two big gauntlets who does not give a fuck. And then the third guy is the kid who's like, I'm so hungry, I'm going to pass out. And that is – it's the it's the anime trope. Classic,
1: classic, yeah. yeah.
2: But I don't care. I love it. It's super good. Uh, I played that, I think, the longest because I was super into it. So I'm ready for that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we can take a break if you want because I have Yeah.
0: Yep, we have a lot to talk about, and we still haven't got to Battlestar Galactica, which myself and Quill are probably going to just circle joke over for the next 30 minutes. So you can be involved in oh, that if you good. like, or you can stand back and you know, stay out of the way. I wouldn't blame you. Uh, Watch out for that flak. Yeah, I was gonna say there's a lot of there's gonna be a lot of flak going everywhere. Oh, <laughs> yeah.
2: no, that's one of the bosses I fought. That
1: was shut on it the down. <laughs> <laughs>
0: No problem. We'll take a break. When we come back, more about the games that Jesse played at PAX and more about the games that we have been playing this week. You're watching the Co-Optional Podcast. Don't go anywhere. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Co-Optional Podcast. And before I go on, those of you that enjoy the podcast might be interested to know that we have a new Co-Optional animated episode available for you.
1: It's so good. Um, There are some really good just snapshots. (laughs)
0: <laughs> that. There's some very, very good stuff in it. Uh artist has really outdone himself on this one. It looks great, as you can see at least a bit on the screen. It's called the Amoeba Amoebo apocalypse Amoebocalypse is something along those lines. Yeah. You might want to go watch it. Maybe do like the next break if you happen to be watching live. Go now if you want. There'll probably be nothing good said in the next three minutes anyway, but <laughs> wow. it's pretty great I what I would like to do is give a very quick plug to this fellow's Patreon As, uh, this is Patreon funded we basically pay him a bunch of money ourselves and anything extra he yeah. earns for the cartoon comes from generous donations from you lot it's patreon.com slash co-optional animation patreon.com slash co-optional animation if you want to toss a dollar his way he only gets paid every time he makes a cartoon so it's not monthly or anything so if you'd love to do that would very much appreciate that. Thank you. Mm. Cool. Well, I have the rest of this Americone Dream Slice that I wish to eat. So, okay. since we were able to give Br- Jesse a break for the first half an hour of the show, tell us a little bit more about something you want to talk about at PAX, like something along the lines of Wolfenstein, Yo, maybe? Wolfenstein. Okay. Yes. Straight up, best
2: thing I played there. Hands down, it won the show. It was so much fun. Let me set the stage. Of course, because they're going with the theme and they continue to do so. The uh, area for Wolfenstein was set up like a diner. Like a diner for trailers. Uh, and they gave milkshakes to everyone who played the demo. Cute. I know. And so uh, the actual demo itself had a lot of cuts in it. I think because they're either one trying to make it so more people can see it. Because there was a, you knew they were cutting out either extreme violence or a spoiler scene. but the overall gist of what you're doing was playing the beginning of the game. And uh, if you haven't beaten the last Wolfenstein, the uh, spoilers abounds, you're hurt when you start. And uh, you are on a sub that is being hijacked by Nazis. And you have just woken up from a coma. And BJ Blazkowicz spends the opening of this game murdering Nazis in a wheelchair. And it is the single craziest thing I've ever done because what it does immediately is say to you, you can't use stairs. So you need to find creative ways to get through this level, which opens up the fact that for the rest of the game, you're not going to be running around on walkways and platforms and stairs. There's other better ways to get around. And I think that was a really cool thing they added to the very beginning, which is like, Hey, dum dum, there's fun things you can do in this game besides just like shooting dudes. Right. Um, but, uh, it was essentially you slowly wheeling in a wheelchair with a machine gun hidden under your leg. And uh, the, every time everyone saw you come across a bunch of Nazis and be like, oh, look at him. Oh, he's so enfeebled. And you just like gun them down. It comes, <laughs> oh, good. You're just like, yeah. Um, and then uh, they introduce a character from the previous game who comes back. And it turns out the technology of the Nazis has gotten way better. And uh, you're now a little bit more into the future of this alternate reality. And um, they they immediately introduce a villainous character and then that villainous character's daughter. And the daughter is not at all what you would expect. And I think it's really, I think what they've done is really creative story-wise. And I'm gonna try not to spoil any of it because I know it's gonna be very important to the story. And it's one of those things where Uh, i can't wait to see where it goes i can't wait to see how they take this story compared to the last one um it it played it felt good it played very very well um one of there's one cut scene that is genuinely hilarious it's the very beginning so it doesn't spoil anything uh you wake up you've now rolled um down this hallway and there's this grid set up that one of the characters that you know from the previous game is like, Blaskovitz, what are you doing? Get over here. And there's a hallway with these, um, like, sound panels. I'm trying to think of how to describe them. But anyone who walks through them is bombarded with these rays and explodes, right? So this guy set this up as a defensive thing to hold off the Nazis as they're coming through. And so you and – so BJ and this guy have a conversation that lasts, like, three or four minutes where he tries to explain to you what's going on and in the background of the entire conversation are nazis trying to get through this perimeter and just exploding and so they they as it goes on they try to get more and more clever so one guy like sort of peeks around his head like blows off and like a bunch of other guys are like all right what what if we like all go through at the same time and they all explode <laughs> <laughs> whole amazing scene in the background where they're having this really serious conversation about like what's happening in the world and how he's been out in a coma for like months and months and months yeah. and He's like, he's like, Vlaskovic, we have to figure out what we're going to do. And then in the background, there's just Nazis exploding. (laughs) It's so damn funny. And it's like, all right. All right. They get what this game is. They immediately understand. And it was in its gore and silliness. It had the exact same charm in the last game where you were just like, I know I'm going to enjoy the shit out of this. So it was a, it was a solid, solid demo. And uh, I'm very, I'm even more excited than I was before.
0: Good to hear. The first one was pretty great. Wasn't so keen on the expansion, I have to admit. It was alright. Not brilliant. It was okay. I mean, The first one was just so good that having a bit more of that was okay, but I don't think it was necessarily up to par. I I am seeing quite a lot, especially in some of those cutscenes, probably because I nicked some footage from Polygon, so of course they're focused on mostly walking rather than tuning at things, but there was a lot of looking at stuff and kind of cutscenes it reminded me of uh, bioshock infinite in many ways and some of that's good i'm just hoping that that's not overdone because one of the best things about wolfenstein was there wasn't a lot of that
2: yeah it's not it's just like the previous wolfenstein where it's not intrusive uh if you want you can go out and hunt for that stuff if you want to uh like peek through um uh, greats or whatever and like spying conversations you'll get a scene and stuff but you don't have to um Mm. there are books you can find there's notes you can find There's all sorts of things that you can discover in the world. Um, You know, if if you want to take the time to do that, you don't have to. It does not affect your actual gameplay at all.
0: Right? It's just like,
2: I found a book and it was written. There's a note by this like random Nazi guy in it, but he's dead now. So what the fuck do I get? get Yeah,
0: there's mostly the sequence where I saw him with his weapon down very slowly walking, which makes me think that's just like one part of the game where you're in the town. I'm just hoping there's not a lot of that, I guess.
2: Uh, It's okay in small doses it was it was super fun um i will say so i went and i played um uh both the new far cry and assassin's creed okay um far cry it was they did the thing that um horizon zero dawn did with their demo which i hated uh because it's open world they like have an invisible wall and if you go past that it like ports you back right demos it's a little annoying yeah where you're going It's, it's the first time playing the game and it's like you have 10 seconds to turn around. It's like, what? Oh my God. But especially if you're in a
0: vehicle, said, that's a nightmare because you've probably gone too far and then you can't get back.
2: Yeah. Uh, th- later on in the demo, you fly in a plane and you get in a dog fight. and the enemy that I was chasing after left the boundaries of where I could play. Oh. <laughs> I was like,
0: that sucks.
2: All right I guess I'll wait for him to come back. Um, but with that said, Uh, From the get go of the demo, it was like, okay, select who you want your partner to be. It can either, and I think I was playing a woman, I'm not sure, uh, but her breathing sounded feminine. uh, So I guess that's the main character. (laughs) That
0: is the creepiest thing I've heard you say in at least a week. And for you, that's impressive. Her breathing sounded feminine.
2: It didn't sound like, it sounded like a more feminine running noise. I don't know. Okay. But um, you could pick. Three, one of three characters to join you, and there was a guy, there was another girl, and then there was a dog. And of course, I picked the dog. Pick
0: the dog, obviously.
2: Always. Oh, and one of the things I learned was that the dog, uh, because it's just a dog, if you send the dog to scout enemies, uh, you know how in Far Cry you can like select your targets and like, oh, I know where everyone is. The dog will automatically do that for you because you can run around and like sniff people, and he'll know where everything's at. But no one gives a shit because it's just a dog. It's a dog. So you can- yeah, you can send your dog in a scout. So, the objective was to take over this town. And the, the guy who was like hosting them was like, You want to be real sneaky because there's exactly 23 enemies. And you want to like really make sure that. You Fuck that. The-. He's like, There's also hostages. So, you should like climb up this water tower and there's a sniper rifle up there. And if you get that sniper rifle, you can really start taking them out. Use the dog. So, I get up to the top of the town and shoot the gas truck that's in the center of the town. <laughs> <laughs> All of these cars, like everyone jumps in their cars Amazing. and drives a gas truck, and so I just shot the gas tanks to the cars and blew up the cars. And like, <laughs> I think I beat the town part Probably. in maybe like three minutes. And the guy was like, "Well, you weren't very sneaky." And I was like, "You've never this seen this isn't play a far cry. stealth
0: game. It's far cry, I dumbass." I can Someone play, play Mel
2: Guia. Anyway, yeah, and then the next part was like go around talk to people in town, and you know it gives you a very. um like, I, I, my big thing was, how the hell do they make a game about, like, the middle of America and a bunch of, like, religious zealots taking over without the government of the United States showing up being like, no.
0: Um, yeah, that try- is a fairly good question.
2: <laughs> they try to explain it, but it, it, it's one of those things where it's like, we're on our own out here. So I don't know no. what the overall story that is. That would
0: never happen ever.
2: <laughs> yeah. But, um...
1: Uh, Maybe it's an apocalypse setting.
2: It definitely isn't.
0: It def-
1: Maybe society like- is broken down. It I swear to God, hasn't. I saw a highway <laughs> with like trucks driving on it. I was like, I feel like everything's okay.
0: okay. It's just something you gotta uh, suspend your disbelief on, I guess. Uh, at, least, yeah. at least, at least if it's the- like on a fucking tropical island or it's in like the Himalayas, you can suspend your disbelief because right. there's a giant federal military presence there. Uh, it's god that, that's on the level of north korea attacking the united states by air for fuck's sake
2: there's got to be a reason i'm waiting for the beginning of the game so i know what that is
0: that reason is going to be character- bullshit and you know it
2: yeah but the characters are cool there's one guy who's who's a priest and he's like a basically a priest with a shotgun he's a total badass and i actually really like that character uh there's you know the woman who owns the bar who's like i've seen some shit in my day um but yeah and then there's the pilot who like is the the backwoods pilot guy who's like oh i'm drunk all the time it, you know pretty tropey but kind of fun i'm interested to see where they go with it but one of the things that i think really got me that stood out i think it was kind of fun is i was running around and i saw a cell phone tower and i was like oh for fuck's sake i know what this is and i started climbing the cell phone tower a minute later still climbing the cell phone tower still climbing the cell phone tower and i was like this is a lot of work for me to unlock what's on the map still climb the cell phone tower get up at the top of the tower it's like swaying in the wind and there's a bag and in the bag was like a black one blasting cap but there was nothing else to do up there i was like what a fantastic me? troll <laughs> like, Did they just fucking troll me Possibly. it was like that um it was like the, the the ladder in metal gear it was that it took forever and i was like mm. the fuck and the guy was just dying behind me and i was like you put that in this game on purpose and he's like gotcha so I, I, I'm I'd say, fuck say, you, you, I
0: ain't pre-ordering your shit anymore. Stop <laughs> yeah. wasting my time, dickhead.
2: I, I actually really enjoyed it. I makeup. think that's pretty <laughs> funny, yeah. yeah. I'm glad like, you right, did.
0: If they funny. did that shit to me on a show floor, I'd be like, ah, fuck you, I'm leaving. I'm going to go <laughs> see <laughs> something else. i got this. I got time for this shit. There's way too much stuff to see. I'd ask you, Jesse, like, everything I've seen of it so far looks like more of the same. Like, do you? It can you be devil's advocate, advocate for that? Okay, so you're not going to be devil's no, advocate for that.
2: I I would say the exact same thing about uh between Far Cry four and Far Cry three. It's the exact same game except it was in the mountains instead of by the ocean. In the mountains. But it played the same way. Mm. It had the exact same mechanics. Everything about it was roughly the same. Uh they took the uh pet mechanic from Far Cry Primal and kind of Far Cry Four, and just now you have a partner, mm. right? Um the, the one thing is they, they they took the flying mechanics and sort of upped the game a little bit. So now you have a plane that actually is like a, not a fighter plane, but like an old prop plane with a gun on it. Mm. So you can actually like engage in fighting guys, but it doesn't make any sense because they're like, yeah, you know, the uh whatever the religious called is, they have fighter planes now. I don't sure know why the do. <laughs> There's literally a scene where you go around and you blow up tankers because that's where they keep their munitions in, in a plane. And then at the end, an evil fighter plane man shows up like a fucking Red Baron and you have to Are do it. And I was like, I don't know why this is happening. It's fun, but it doesn't make any <sighs> sense. So, I don't know. Um,
0: I'm not excited. I have to admit. It's the, it's the same shit. I'm, you know, Far Cry 3 was good. Far Cry 4 was good, but more of the same. Primal was kind of bullshit. Like, I don't want another Far Cry game, I'm going to be honest. Um, what I want to know is what you thought of Assassin's Creed, because they have yeah. shook the formula up a little bit on that one. So, so what was that all about? Uh
2: they changed the uh, actual like gameplay mechanics as well. Yes. So all yes. the buttons you're used to. I was I had to relearn shit when I played, but I played oh. this the longest out of anything I played. Um from the get-go, you, the way the demo starts is you start in Memphis and um it's a city that the best I can describe it would be kind of like um Egyptian Venice, right? So it's like there are canals and there's water all around it. And uh, there are people like walking through the water and stuff. But at the same time, if you stray too far off from the main areas where the water is, there's just fucking alligators and crocodiles and shit out there trying to kill you. Um, There is uh, this massive, massive city that I took. The guy was like, hey, uh, so here's your main quest. You have to go meet this woman who's like your former lover but she now works for the the ousted queen and you work for the clergy. And so uh, the two of you don't really have connections anymore, but she's in town with this, this queen who's come back to sort of reclaim her throne. And um, you meet her because some shit, crazy shit's going down. And I was like, okay. He's like, but there's also other things to explore. He shouldn't have told me that because I was like, okay. So I went around and explored the rest of the world, trying to figure out how big this area was, trying to figure out, what was uh sort of like the, the core loop of the game and um one of the first things i came across was uh i went to a market and this little boy stole a uh like an apple or some shit and i chased him because F- Everyone was like stop that boy so i chased him down and i ended up in an alleyway with a two uh roman guards who, or uh roman like officers who came at me and i ended up killing them and the boy was like i knew you could get rid of them yeah those weren't really romans they're actually like thugs dressed up like romans and they you know they work for this woman who took my sister and i really need you to help me get her back and i was like all right let's see where this goes and so i went on essentially what i guess could be it was kind of like the witcher investigation system or the arkham investigation system where i you you use the eagle that is part of your uh, arsenal now to sort of fly above everything and scout for stuff and then you use uh your like um investigatory powers that you have to uh, in my case investigate a boat that was burnt down
0: and they've done this before haven't they like either unity or syndicate had an investigation system of some sort so i don't really remember yeah uh, i didn't
2: I-, I didn't play unity so I yeah
0: couldn't most most people didn't for good reason i think there was there was something like that in any way but sorry continue
2: and so you go around and you, uh, the, the basic plot was you were investigating and then uh, it all came down to this oil cellar and the oil seller was like, I'm not going to tell you anything like screw you damn kids came here and took my oil. And so uh, you can either find a way to persuade him or in my case, I just destroyed all of his uh, oil jars. And he was like, Oh, you're a monster. I'll tell you. And so he told me where things were. And I sort of tracked down the sister and killed a bunch of guys. And it was, it was pretty fun. Um, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of little tiny stories in this town that, that you can do. Uh, there's, there was a garrison that I broke into and assassinated everyone and the objective was kill the commander and loot two chests. And so I just okay. did that. I killed the commander, like, right. jumped from the top of a roof and stabbed him in the head and took the two chests and, like, got out without being detected. Um, there's a bunch of temples and really creepy places, like the Temple of Anubis was there, and like it, a lot of really cool stuff. The guy comes back over, maybe an hour later and it's like, did the game crash? I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, well, you're still in the first quest. I was like, yeah.
0: Let's check another stuff oh, out. Right. I I'm mean, these, these things He's are like, full oh, of side God, quests.
2: Uh, He's like, I thought I thought the game crashed. I was really worried. I thought you crashed and like had to start over. I was like, no, I haven't even started the main story.
0: Um, okay. I mean, this uh, this all sounds like a bunch of side stuff which obviously has been in a lot of the other games like right. you tell it you you tell me like mechanically it's different like the fighting system looks very different can you tell us about so that? the
2: fighting system you have multiple weapons that you can loot you can find you can craft um there is i started with a sword and there's a quick sword like you have a bow and arrow that you just get and you can get multiple different bow and arrows you can change that shit up and there are multiple arrows or arrow heads that you can equip to that bow uh when it comes to the actual weapons i started with a sword but ended up with a giant um battle hammer by the end where it was much slower but it did a shit ton of damage and then each weapon has its own if you uh press the uh i guess what is that the two thumbs down i'm trying to go r3 and whatever the other one's called you press those down you unlock uh like a special power if you build it up enough and uh with a sword it unlocks like quick attacks. But with this big ass battle hammer, what it did was it um allowed you to slow time and triple your damage. And so I was just running around just brutalizing dudes. And uh, it was really fucking cool. Does this um, seem
0: more like a third person combat game instead of the whole you're in a dance with one person counter, block, counter, like more of an yes. action game? Because that's there the feeling was- I'm getting watching this footage and I'm thinking huh, this actually I kind of care about this game now. Whereas yeah, the previous ones, I didn't. have the
2: same, like having played Assassin's Creed One and Two, it is drastically different from those games. Good, like in a lot of ways. Yeah, and so it is definitely more about, uh, it, the sneaking element is is still there, and the the damage you do and the kills you do are are, are really awesome. But you're not penalized for not being like I'm a sneaky ass assassin. Like if you later on, I went back to the barracks and just fought guys. Mm-hmm. and no one gave a shit i murdered everyone in the barracks and ran and even though uh roman soldiers on horseback chased me through the town eventually i just got away and they were like we'll find that guy it yeah didn't, like yeah. animus ruined or what i didn't do that shit
0: animus you isn't know? even in play anymore is it i don't think like in you know, the story I'm, do, I'm not sure i lost track
2: does have an animus vibe to oh, it oh okay where it has like
0: i don't sh- even does anyone even give a fuck at this point? I, I lost track of the plot several games ago.
2: So like so then I, I did the main story. The main story bit, I'm not going to spoil too much, but involved people poisoning a sacred uh, cow. And so you had to figure out why they had done that, and so that led to another investigation, and then it led to a bunch of things where it's like, ah, oh, a priest was behind this. And so you have to, like, the priest of Anubis, and you have to go through this whole thing. It was pretty cool. Um, But one of the things I noticed, and this is what actually blew me away, up until then I was like, it's fun. There's a lot of cool shit here. What really blew me away is at some point I climbed up to the top of one of the temples. I looked out in the distance and I saw the Pyramids of Giza. And I was like, that's pretty cool. That looks cool. And then I, I was like, I wonder how I get to there. You open up the map and it shows Memphis, the little region of Memphis. And when you scroll out, the map is fucking huge. Like the city I was in was big. The map was way bigger. It hmm. definitely reminded me of Black Flag and that this was a huge world and there was a lot of shit to do cool. and the the region of Giza I saw directly like where it was I was like oh shit there really are like it's clearly a condensed shrunk down version of Egypt but it is it's all of Egypt so you are going up to the like Alexandria is up at the top and you have like the Nile over here like it's huge and I was like all right I kind of want to get lost in this game like I thought it was just going to be this big city that i was in which was huge admittedly but there's actually a giant ass world out there so it kind of had that vibe when i first uh played final fantasy 7 back in the day and i was like oh midger that's cool and then you jump out on the highway and you're like oh shit there's an actual world it yeah. had that feel to it so
0: I'm, this is giving me a vibe of uh, horizon zero which like in those three things
2: you can see the trajectory it was uh, it takes everything that Witcher and Horizon did and, and sort of puts it together. It's just, I I fully expect to, after having seen the uh, Aloy Geralt fan art, I expect Aloy Geralt and this new character fan art because they're essentially, you're playing roughly the same game. Like it, it, it vibe wise, it feels very much like Horizon Zero Dawn. You're, even the climbing mechanic feels like it.
0: I dig so, it. I'm yeah, into it. I'm I mean, totally I it. I like the Egyptian theme. If the combat system in Assassin's Creed has been bullshit right up until now, so then making that better is a big plus for me. Adding loot may be a bit unnecessary, but hey, if you're going to expand the combat system, then having a loot system makes sense. And it's a bit more interesting to me, I guess, than The Witcher, because The Witcher and that world doesn't really draw me in. But ancient Egypt, especially with the mythological elements, definitely does. So I'll give it a shot. That sounds... It sounds... It's. The more I hear about it, the more I'm liking the look of it. Whereas originally when I looked at it, I was like, oh God, not again, you know?
2: Yeah, I liked, uh, it's the little things that I really, really liked. I liked the fact that that they, you know, when everyone talked about the sacred cow, they were like, this is a god. Like everyone was like, the way they sell this world is people are like worshiping this cow that's just like, and then um, the different areas of Memphis itself. uh, When you first come in off the river, it's very poor looking and it's, um, it, it, it's it felt very historical in its like uh portrayal of this city. It was, it, it was, it, it's one of those things where you're like, this makes sense. Like, everything about it was poor and run down, and people were wearing sort of like the rags and stuff you would expect. But the further you went in, the closer you got to temples, suddenly they're like in colors, okay. yeah, and they're they have okay. jewels now. And then the closer you get to like the bigger areas, now they're in like masks and weird. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. And they never, when those two groups would connect with each other, like if you were at a bridge crossing or whatever, the guards would push the, uh, like rag people out of the way so the royal. The rag look, people.
0: Look, I'm sure that's not construed as racist anywhere. Well, just a sure, be but fine. I'm saying
2: like it was. It was one of those things that was very um,
0: thematic. Was just
2: watch the world. The living world, yeah. Yeah, feels living. living, living just work,
0: which Assassin's Creed has got better at lately. Like Unity right. got pretty. That's my fucking hat. I, I was didn't gonna even say, know.
4: Was... I'm i I'm, I'm following the footsteps. Of my style mentor. I was gonna
0: say, here. yeah, yeah.
4: <laughs> when you Oops. when you're this good looking, you've got to you absolutely.
0: Know, Deja
1: yeah. vu is a little strong. It's
0: fucking <laughs> cosplay. Uh, so I was gonna say, I bet so you,
1: I
4: you don't have the judge my uh though, on, on Assassin's Creed, uh, which a few people in chat had asked about, and it's relevant. Sure, yeah, go for it. I've never played Assassin's Creed is can we just jump into this
2: one perfectly fine straight up
4: so, or is there story backlog
2: or so thank god this one at least from what i've played and seen has nothing to do with the other assassin's creeds except for it establishes these are the very very first assassin's creed characters so like the assassins as a faction this is the very first time they ever the existed. origin you know, the origin story okay which is Man. totally new and mm-hmm. something that i think a lot of people would appreciate and they don't have to go through the whole like we're from the future, and possibly aliens animus bullshit, which
0: Throw is- Throw it all out the window.
2: Terrible. Throw it all out the window.
1: It's aliens. It's,
0: it's bullshit oh, is what it is. I, Complete I, bullshit. Just ignore it. Yeah, this sounds like the way to go. Like, I haven't played them really in any serious way since 4. You know, Unity was a mess on launch. Syndicate didn't even interest me. This sounds more interesting. And just throwing all that shit out of the window and having a clean slate sounds like a way better idea, because it, it, it went to hell. You know, just- if they do several games earlier then there won't be that problem you can still keep the canon you just don't have to fucking ever mention it again which is fine
2: it 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 came off as and this is what i think is the biggest takeaway for me if you played and enjoyed either witcher or uh horizon zero dawn this game will like you'll be like oh i know exactly how to play this game there is very little difference uh, except for a few minor tweaks here and there that is sort of like the Assassin's Creed thing. Like, they have to include stuff like that. But other than that, core gameplay, you're doing the exact same thing. Like, Except it feels, rather than uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, which was like, I'm going to this town. There are a few quests here I can pick up. Okay, let's go do those quests. This one felt more like, oh, I was wandering around town and then shit popped up. It was like, help me, please. And it's like, okay, I'll see what this is about. So okay. it had more of that vibe to it. Oh, cool. That was the more witchery part, I guess.
0: All right, well, we'll see how it goes when it comes out. It sounds more interesting than I thought, which is great. Yeah. Quill, you've been uh, doing a little bit of fracking of toasters as of late, so I've been told. Uh,
4: just a little. I don't know if I've, I. don't think I've played as much as you. I've only got two or three hours into Battlestar Galactica Deadlock. I've,
0: I've, I've played a few more than that, uh, but I'd like to hear your thoughts on it because I have been digging it quite a bit, and I'm pretty happy that they didn't fuck it up.
4: Yeah, well, I've often talked about games before, like, this might be a super niche, limited audience game, but they, what they achieved what they were trying to do. Maybe you don't agree with what they were trying to do, but they really achieved it. I almost feel like it's kind of the reverse here. Like, I feel like this should be a game that's, like, way perfect for so many people. And I feel they didn't just quite get the, str- the strategy game kind of element in terms of, like, the UI is not super great.
0: UI is a mess. Yeah. Exactly.
4: I, I think that the, the battlefield is a little claustrophobic to me as well. That being said, fantastic space battle game. I loved how intuitive it was to move the ships around. That was really fantastic. Um, so Battlestar Galactica Deadlock is a strategy game with turn-based tactical combat. It's kind of cool because you like plot out your movement and then you hit go, and then both sides, their moves happen at the same time. It simulates, what would you say, five, ten seconds worth of combat time? And then you, like, make your move again. So you don't know exactly what the opposition's going to do. It's not you go, then I go. So you have to, like, make assumptions about how things work out. And you've got combat arcs and repair and stuff. Um, a fair deal of different types of ships to play with as well. Um, but I feel, to me, I personally, from my point of view, I got annoyed at a couple of UI things, like not being able to, like, mass select things. The targeting system yeah. is really shit. Yeah. Um, and it was like... It annoys me because I want to play the hell out of this because visually it's so good. The music's great. The story and setting is fantastic. And a lot of the combat's really satisfying. And it annoyed me that there were a couple of things that are probably going to stop me from playing it more.
0: I'll say that having played more of it, you do kind of get over it once you have learned the hotkeys. Like, I was dealing with a fleet that had six or seven squadrons of fucking fighters, and the common sense thing would be to have a button that's launch all vipers or drag and select all your ships no this game doesn't let you do anything of the sort you have to do one fucking ship at a time but once you learn most things are just bound to z and x you just quickly tab through your ships like zx zzz quick 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 Mm -hmm. it's fiddly it's unnecessarily fucking fiddly there's no doubt about that
4: but even for the fighters like there's sort of as a hotkey like one is your say your battle star and you can hit one again to select the first fighter the wing first that fighter Battlestar, group yes. and then again but it's like i want just sort of one generic key for the fighters to cycle through them one at a time even if there wasn't a select all that would be fine
0: yes right? there are there's a bunch of stuff in that ui that could be done way more efficiently and it does get in the way of enjoying it has it stopped me from playing it no uh like i said once you get the feel of the hotkeys it's okay it's just clunky
2: what is the looking at the footage and look at i watched the trailer because i saw you talking about this and i was like yo i'm down for Battlestar, i'm down for space games i saw the trailer and it was them like setting up a battle then pressing a button and letting it play out like how does it actually work because i right. was like i don't know that i want to
0: do that okay yeah, so, i'm curious
2: about
3: that too so
0: there's a really cool thing about it and i'll tell you about that in a minute so keep an eye on the stream and i'll show you exactly how it works because i have my video up of it right now that it conveniently explains everything so it is turn-based so you saw the planning When you plan your movement out, and then you take your turn, and that turn is about five or ten seconds. Did you play Frozen Synapse when that came out? No? Okay. Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, Yeah, you did. Sorry, I'm watching the video. Yeah, so you know exactly how it works then. Frozen Synapse is the same thing. You plan your moves out, and then you both take them simultaneously. It's about five or ten seconds of real time, and then you plan again. So that's how the turns work. However, the whole game basically is... Uh, strings it all together in kind of real time at the end so i'm going to skip to the replay this is the best fucking part of the game by the way
4: i had never actually hit that replay button and i watched your video it's so
0: good you way missed out okay so i'm putting it on screen right now it has a cinematic replay option at the end of the fight which makes everything go real time so all those turns Mm -hmm. of stitches them all together you remember how how super hot did it cool This, and it looks great. It used the same camera angles that the TV show did, the shaky cam, the sound effects are great, the music's killer, and you get to watch a whole fight play out in real time. And it's incredible. It feels like Battlestar, it looks like Battlestar. For some reason, some people criticized it graphically and said, oh, it's not very good graphically. Are you kidding me? It's great, like high quality textures, excellently accurate models. Each individual turret is individually fucking modeled. It looks great in my opinion. And it looks like Battlestar, and it sounds like Battlestar.
2: What is the plot of this game?
0: It's the first Cylon War, so the plot is canon. Mm. Uh, So this all happens before the TV show. Galactica disappears. There's a reason for that. Everything that happens in this, they got the full permission to write a canon story. So this is the story of the first war they had with the Cylons. Where, just before, like, the That's Armistice cool. and then the second where they're war. all still
4: metal toasters. Yes,
0: yes. Uh, very much the old style. The Raiders it's look so old school. The, the base stars <laughs> are circular and fat, you know, like the, the old 70s show Battlestar. And you're using old Battlestars and old frigate designs and things like that. And old Vipers. It's really cool. And they've even incorporated elements from the show like firewall hacking. You know, they try and hack the firewalls of your ships, and if they break them, they could shut down parts of the ship. It's not quite as extreme as in the main show, because while everything was, you know, was a, I don't want to ruin the plot. For, if you haven't seen Battlestar, the show, go fucking watch it. It's amazing. Uh, the ending's a bit er, uh, but the first three seasons at least are amazing. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's old school Cylons versus humans, and there's a cool element of asymmetry to it. And you I like... Been-
4: to reroute power to different systems. Yeah, you can do that shit. To repair them.
0: Yeah, it's, it, and it's good like that. It It is relatively easy to play for a war game because everything's very visual. So it literally is just fleet maneuvers. Like, move your thing forward, tell it how far to turn. Do you want to yaw the ship? If you yaw the ship to the side, it's going to affect its accuracy, all that kind of thing. But otherwise, it's, it's tall ships in space, but in full three dimensions. You can go up and down as well. And ships have like, rear uh like uh bottom armor and top armor stuff like that so it's not on a flat plane
4: all the weapons on the ships also have like their fire own arcs. individual fire arcs so yeah. some will only right and left for broadside some do forward the yeah. Battlestar will have a top and bottom turret and the different guns have different accuracy and fire rates so some are yeah. really good probably for defending against fighters yeah. and incoming missile fire and others are like this is what you want to get capital ships Oh, with.
0: God, man! Blowing up uh, missiles with flak is so satisfying. You put up a giant field of flak and everything fucking dies in it. It's great. If you're not big into war games, but you want something that's relatively easy to get into and you really like Battlestar, this is a great game for that. If you're not into Battlestar as a series, it's harder to recommend. But as a fairly accessible fleet battle game, of which quite a few of them are not, this is a good one to go in for. And the story is good. There's a lot of politics in the story. Like, basically, the 12 colonies are bickering through most of it. Like, you even have an issue of uh, one colony doesn't accept the authority of the colonial fleet, so if you go to their space, they're like, this is a violation of our space. We'll actually fight you and all sorts of shit like that. And there's this, like, light strategy layer on top of it that's a little bit like XCOM and, like, the worldview in XCOM, just a bit simpler. So I think it's good. I, I enjoyed it a lot, and like I said, the music is so good. It's not Bear McCreary who did it. There's a guy called Ash Gibson Greig in Australia did it, and it sounds just like Battlestar's music. It's totally thematic. The drums and the pipes and the Celtic awesome. themes awesome. kicks ass. It's a really, cool. really good licensed game. I've enjoyed it a lot. As I said, the UI is just a bit shitty. They could do mm-hmm. things to make that better and less clunky.
1: Um, Love it. Jesse and I did all of chapter one of um, Life Is Strange: Before the Storm.
0: All right, what did you think of that one?
1: Uh, I I think that we had fun with it. I don't... <laughs> that yeah. that
0: doesn't sound like a ringing endorsement.
1: Well, you know, it's it's not. It happens before. Um, Life is Strange and Life mm-hmm. is Strange is very supernatural heavy, right? Because, like, she can control time. And mm-hmm. so that's a huge mechanic for the whole game. So, even though everything is about like the drama that's happening interpersonally, the way that you fix it and figure out how to like maneuver it is all time travel based, right? So, that's not in so, this game in any way? No, nope. because it happens oh, before the time level. travel <laughs> even existed.
0: That was the so, best part. That was the only reason I'm interested in it. I don't care so, now.
1: Yeah, so when we were going into this, we were like, I wonder how, like like whether or not this is going to still be interesting to play without that element to it when it's just entirely hinging on like characters and how they feel about each other and like, you know, you're specifically following Chloe, who's already a character that's like super aggro. So like seeing how she turns into an even more aggressive kind of bitter person throughout these three chapters is gonna be interesting. Um, But uh, yeah, we, we had fun with it. And I think that if you play it without having played life is strange you wouldn't enjoy it as much because yeah, one of the absolutely. things that keeps us going is being like holy shit it's that guy holy shit it's that guy right like we right. know a lot Very of characters that show up also
2: uh she, pff, dodger's a genius a genius <laughs> i'm not gonna spoil anything there's a moment where she called something i was like <gasps> blew my damn mind so um yeah the the one mechanic they do have is because chloe is such a rambunctious youth she can challenge authority and fight people and so you get
1: sort of like there's uh, like an argument mechanic (laughs) which is kind of awesome it's really fun yeah
2: we won we won all but one unfortunately (laughs) i was like because some people i guess are just much better arguing than you Mm -hmm. but it's one of those things where they're on one side and you're on the other. And then when you win each little individual argument, it goes towards the center and whoever wins wins. And so um, it's, that was kind of fun, but yeah, the, the, I can't say there's not something supernatural because there is something weird. Uh, Like there's something genuinely strange happening. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But I
2: can't, you can't say it's not. But I
1: think it's, I think that it's been confirmed that there isn't, there isn't supposed to be, or maybe they've just said there's no time travel maybe that's all that they've confirmed yeah, they've but we were channel, yeah like, no spoilers at all because, like... because definitely go and watch them as they go up on jesse's channel but at the end we were like what the fuck is going on here right now. yeah
0: i could not care less about it remove it like <laughs> that time travel mechanic was the reason i cared about that game uh, not having it i don't care did you anywhere, anywhere near did you enough ever
1: play life is strange
0: Yeah, I played the first couple of chapters of it, and I I enjoyed what I played of it, and mostly because the time travel mechanic is great. I have a real real stickler for fixing things and being able to travel back and screw with something and see how cause and effect works is a big deal for me, and that was what kept me going through. Otherwise, you know, it's a game that's harder to relate to because it's about teenage girl drama in fucking Oregon, right? Mm. Uh, yeah which like that's about as far away from anything i've experienced as, as i ever could and not something i really am interested in but with there the time are, travel you, aspect it was good
2: there are definitely a few times in this playthrough and the previous one where i've looked at dodger and Dodge, been like is this yeah. really what is this what oregon's like was, yeah <laughs> is this is this what being a teen girl is is this all this like oh yeah there's yeah. been moments where i've been like you know better than i i don't know about that
0: answer. yeah no yeah i don't want anything to do with that then but yeah, I mean, I guess if, if what people wanted was more establishment of the characters in Life is Strange via a prequel, then I guess it seems to achieve I mean,
1: that. I if, if they, because the end of Life is Strange is so, like, such a huge deviation one way or the other, um, they would have to, if they were going to make a game that came after, they would have to do the thing where it was like, well, this is like the canon ending. Like, mm-hmm. this is the ending that we consider yeah. to be true. And I think that that would kind of, that would feel weird. So God, it makes, wouldn't it, it be makes awesome if they they're... fucking
0: didn't? And they you got and you went with both they're both
1: of, true because well, yeah. of the fucking well, quantum theory. Oh
0: yeah, all, yeah. all, all the timelines. That would be an amazing way to start a game. Like yeah, they wouldn't cool. do it because it would yeah. literally be half the game you wouldn't get to see the first time around. But grow balls would do it. I yeah. think it would be great. I'd love that. I'd love it. Mm.
1: Yeah. Um but yeah, There's we, we enjoyed that. it. We had fun playing cool. it. It was it Glad took to us it. with and y'all know Jesse. With Jesse and I playing mm-hmm. it together and looking at literally everything and not just looking off. at everything.
2: It paid off.
1: Like every single thing. If you knew that, if we knew we needed to pick something up, he would take the time to look at it first before he picked it up. Their so we did literally everything that we could do. There's stories um, that she talks about it and it's important it's, to the story. It's true. Sometimes it adds little discussion sidelines. So, you know, next time you talk to a person, you have a uh, new thing to talk about. It's important. Um, but That's it took the, us a little over moment. four hours to do chapter one. All there
2: right. was a moment I missed one object and it <laughs>
3: You would like not
2: let it back. go. I, was, I could not let it go. I was like <sighs> I was by myself I would have gone back and redone that. Yeah. So oh well. Mm-hmm. I I love games like that. I don't know why. I just like the games where you can explore everything and it doesn't punish you for being like nosy. Mm. Know what this is about i want to experience this world i think it honestly helps.
1: i like i still have troubles with that when i'm playing those types of games because part of me <coughs> so like when i was originally doing my playthrough of life is strange i wouldn't go on anybody's computers you know how every computer that you can interact with you can like use right yeah I wouldn't go on anyone's computers because I was so terrified. If I if I used their computer, they would be like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And it would like start a big whole thing, which is not the case at all. Like you get so much more information if you just look at every single computer in that game, and I didn't because I was so stressed out about the potential of looking at somebody's computer and then being like, "What the fuck? That's not yours." <laughs> but that that doesn't happen in Life is Strange. So um, yeah, it's nice playing it with Jesse because Jesse doesn't give a fuck. He's like, also, I'm gonna look at this regardless. You
2: <laughs> Challenge your inner Chloe. There's a lot of moments you're like, fuck it, let's do it. I'm like,
1: okay. It's true. I got you on my side though. I got you on my side. Originally you were like, "Uh, I mean, we don't want to be too mean. And I'm like, we're Chloe. <laughs> of course we want to be mean. What do you mean? Yeah. So yeah. We-
2: and again, it was fun. Every yeah, listening listening to an actual person who was at one
1: time a teenage girl
2: pays off, turns out.
1: <sighs> so, fine enough. I had a, a net zero amount of drama in my life. I <laughs> was a TH <teenage> girl. <laughs> but still, yeah. Hmm. I like to think I'm helpful.
2: Oh, uh I want to talk about something really quick about a game that I played that everyone in the world loves except for me apparently. Okay uh so i played of Ages 2 okay all
0: right yes and that is a great game let's hear how wrong you are
2: i love the comedy i think the way they tell the story visuals are amazing and awesome and hilarious i was in boy do i hate the actual gameplay itself i don't know why i just can't get into it i was bored playing the gameplay Hmm. I don't know. I, I I guess it's a personal thing. Like, I played through the first four or five levels. I went around and got like additional things. I made cow traps. and I thought that was pretty funny. But like at the end of the day, I was like, I'm just rolling a rock into a wall, like avoiding traps. And I was like, that, I guess that's cool. But like, I didn't, I don't know. It didn't get me. Everything else about it was like super funny. The, the historical bits, Cracked me the fuck up. I would easily watch a Let's Play of someone going through that stuff. I was down for that. It was great. The little tutorial bit at the beginning, and him teaching a class, and be like, "Oh God. I loved it. I love the Monty Python-esque humor. I think it was great. Could not handle the actual gameplay. Maybe that's just me. Just a me thing, I guess.
1: I love it. All of Chad is like TBs typing out his roast, <laughs> right? How now. wrong you are.
0: I mean, honestly, like the gameplay it's super monkey ball you know it's bowling for all intents and purposes that's that's what and if you're not into that then you're not into that there's nothing wrong with you not being into that
2: yeah i just couldn't like everything else about it i loved i just couldn't the actual gameplay i was like i don't know i guess i'm kind of bored i wanted i wanted to do it for fan friday because everyone was like play this game dude you're gonna love it i might have spent two when hours did it come out last week
1: I think. yeah oh, okay
2: and so i really wanted to play it but i just couldn't like muster up the like it's i'm having so much fun i was kind of like oh uh, yeah uh, but everything else like there's it is funny it's a funny game there's a lot to it that i really enjoy but i just can't like i don't know i, guess, the I guess yeah i shame.
0: don't
2: know. it just wasn't for me
0: well that's a shame at least you can go watch all the cutscenes on youtube they're funny mm. that's my plan definitely it was, worth it that's funny as shit yeah cool did um... you have
1: any? I was going to say, I also played a game where I wasn't sure whether or not I had fun.
0: (laughs) Okay. Um, All right, then. I'm trying to decide. Do I let Quill speak, who has been silent maybe for the last 30 minutes because we've been playing games he hasn't been playing, or do I let you speak? It's like, no mm. it's
1: fine mine isn't important it was called songbringer and it was just okay but it was oh. made by one dude and oh, like right. it progressively got better i think but i still wasn't sure whether or not i had fun there we go next okay quill, there you go nicely you done play.
0: very concise love it quill <laughs> is there anything else that you played that we didn't talk about when it comes to you we played xcom we played battlestar what else have you been messing about with
4: well i mean there's two things i could do i could talk about my gamescom trip i played a bunch of shit there okay pretty short but my current favorite Let's Play that I'm doing now is like my favorite mod currently ever, Kaiserreich mod for Hearts of Iron 4. Hearts of Iron 4 is this grand strategy game by Paradox. Yes, indeed. And yep. Kaiserreich is this mod that's been developed for years. It's got a team of like 80 people on it. And it's an alt history 80? of what if Fuck Germany had won World War One.
3: Mm-hmm. It's a
4: completely rewritten world, massively event-driven. And so like in that alt history, there was like a, a trade unit syndicate that took over great britain and france so the royal family fled to canada so i'm playing like this, like monarchist canada trying to like retake great britain really 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 fun mod if you if you guys have hearts of iron 4 definitely check it out
0: that is i assume the mod does not make the game more accessible because hearts of uh, this is one of the easier hearts of iron games isn't it but it's still pretty challenging to get into
3: yeah, Hoi
4: 4 is definitely more accessible than the previous ones. I'm not going to say that it's necessarily simpler or dumbed down, other than the fact that the AI t- needs some loving. Um, okay. The mod doesn't add so much more complexity, but it's very sort of event and story driven. You're going to get a lot of pop-ups like making you make these choices, and it might not always be obvious what goes on there. It plays like a little more like almost a choose-your-own-adventure kind of story along the way, uh, which is kind of interesting um so you can dramatically change it again if you're what happens early on in the game which is relevant for my canadian one is the u.s has the U.S. never pulls out of the Great Depression. So there's a second civil war that breaks out where you've got like the Northeast, where you've got all the industrial base breaks out into like syndicalist factions, right? Sort of like union socialist, this, um, the South breaks away again, but it's a very different kind of South. Uh, the Pacific States break away. There's a four-way civil war that goes on. And as Canada, you can choose how you're going to get involved in this and like roll in and just, you know, pick sides and influence things and, um, it, it, What I like about it, because Hoi 4 is a great game, but World War II is sort of more or less going to go one way. Germany's going to start some shit, Russia's going to be a big-ass power, and then some sort of allied group's going to come together, and it's sort of a, a pre-written script. But Kaiserreich, in addition to having a really rich, interesting story, sets up a world where things can go in a lot of different ways there's a lot more kind of factions vying for power and there's a lot more possibility for smaller wars so there's a, just sort of a lot more action a lot more variety rather than well by the time 1939 rolls around everyone's going to be slugging at it in one giant world war so great fun
0: it does sound like i would really love to get into a game like this it's just getting past that fucking cliff face of a learning curve you know I love the idea of alt history. I'm sure Jesse would dig the hell out of this, you know, as a history teacher. But that's a lot of menus. That's a lot of UI (laughs) stuff. It's too much, man. That's demanding. You know, that's on the demanding scale, end of wargaming and grand strategy stuff. Uh, At some point, I would love to get into it at some point.
4: Yeah, it's very good, but it is. And this is one of the few Paradox games that's actually got a tutorial in it. Oh, it's thank God. not bad.
0: Well, apparently uh, that doesn't help if we, uh, as we're going to t- find out later, we're talking about the Cuphead demo that was put out. Uh, oh, but yeah. never mind. We'll get onto that after the break. <laughs> oh, That's going to be fun. But it does like have it a tutorial. Look,
2: it looks cool. It just is definitely seems like it's menu heavy. Like, uh, I don't know that my brain could handle it. But the concept seems awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it is a fair bit
4: um, you know you have to manage your production lines so that you're because you're producing like individual guns and individual tanks and then you're designing your division you're saying my division is going to have seven brigades of infantry two brigades of artillery maybe I'll throw in a heavy tank in there for some support I'm going to attach some extra um, engineer companies to it now I've designed my division now I've got to train my division oh my wait till it's trained get it out into the field Line it into an army. Then the army gets assigned to a front line, and then you you draw a battle plan, which then they start like planning. You get planning bonuses, and then you hit go, and they march forward. You can still individually move things around like an RTS. So I'm not trying to sell like the game as like the world's most successful one. I, I guess uh, EU4 European Results is still my favorite of the Paradox games. But I really want to give a shout out to these people because they've made an amazing mod, and I have no doubt they're going to go very, very cool. far in uh, game. Day. They hope so. I want to call them out.
0: Yeah, some of these guys do end up very much getting jobs doing game development. All that things, you know, we heard about Darth Mod for the Total War series. The guy ended up making two Civil War games, Ultimate General Gettysburg and Ultimate General whatever the hell the other one was, uh, which are both pretty good, actually, and very accessible for Civil War war games, which you would not necessarily expect them to be. They just came out on iOS, and it's literally just you drag and drop the divisions, essentially, to, to move, and maneuvers are really easy. Is that a poster of Hearts of Iron? What is that? <laughs> Do you have a Hearts of Iron poster? No, have I have a
4: Kaiserreich poster. Three of
0: There's them. There's a poster
4: for a mod. Yeah, they have propaganda posters. This That's is the pretty sick. Um, <laughs> British Canadian one. That's kind of great.
0: I have to admit. Wow. Yeah. All right. We're gonna take a break. When we come back, we're gonna. There's a nice topic we can get our teeth into that we're all sort of very experienced in and can hopefully contribute to. And that is the idea of how competent a game reviewer, YouTuber, streamer, Let's Player has to be at a game to basically be acceptable at their job. And this is uh, all sprung off the back of a Venture Beat video, which may very well be the worst play of a video game I've ever seen of the tutorial area of Cuphead.
1: Oh my Holy god, the first shit. time I saw that I was like...
0: Yeah, we're going to get in on that. Uh, who better to get in on that? We are we are more than capable of getting in on that subject. So, after the break, that will be coming and a bunch of other stuff on the Games News Front. One would imagine you are watching the Co-Optional Podcast. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Co-Optional Podcast. Here's where the fun begins. Oh my... god what do we even call this topic um Chat,
1: if you have not seen this video you have
0: you're to, about to
1: have to watch it it's incredible
0: right i okay. say that as
1: a person who is garbage at video games uh-huh. like it is an incredible video to watch well,
4: yeah and i mean i understand i don't do controllers and thumbsticks and shit like that and i would probably be about as bad but I don't. Also why I don't, I don't think you would. Games. I really obvious, don't believe though, you would. It's
1: obvious in that video that they don't understand what to do. they are not that's reading the on the screen. Different. That's the difference. Is yeah. that like they're not, they're not understanding what they're supposed to do, right. and you're just like,
0: okay, well, let's let's set the scene before we dig in, uh, so that people know what we're even talking about, because some will not. It's
4: the jump dash.
0: Right. It's not even just that. <laughs> okay. So VentureBeat has a games website called GamesBeat, which one would presumably make the... Hang on a minute. I have to re-angle this video because it's not actually showing the bottom of the screen. So let me move it a little bit. <laughs> oh, I'm just yep. gonna just going to wangle it around a bit uh so that it actually fits oh yeah
1: that looks right
0: <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's not really going to help our uh, little uh, adventure is it no so i'm going to do my best to fit as much of this into the screen as possible bearing in mind our window is like the wrong aspect ratio for this so you're gonna have to forgive me a little bit on it i apologize folks just uh Give me a second. I think we can probably crop off the top. That will probably be fine as long as we sort of show the bottom. There we go. That should do the trick. Let's uh, put that in there. That should work. There we go. All right. This, this, this should work better. Okay. We'll uh, push that live. Great. Okay. So I've resized it. Let's try it again. Okay. So this is from a VentureBeat GamesBeat video. GamesBeat presumably has games journalists working for it. Um. So this is a recording of them trying to play Cuphead. Uh, this is the tutorial for cuphead so as you can see from this the first thing he teaches you to do is jump he was able to obviously do that and then you have dash so looking at this sort of out, out the bat you know it's like yep you jump on that and then do a dash in the air since it says quick evade in the air to air dash over that obstacle would be what i think a lot of us would probably assume that you had to do if you've ever played a platformer ever of any description i think um it's not you know this is not an unusual genre this is not a genre that's new uh he apparently doesn't seem to have figured that out uh this this keeps going by the way um and we will we will leave it on and
2: i i okay mm-hmm. uh, i mean this is embarrassing and i don't know why anyone would ever upload this uh,
0: i don't know
1: yeah, cut it down right like even
2: take there, it if off a the internet want to upload any of this uh, there i have
0: he, he just figured the dash out right there you see that he just figured the dash out so very clearly right now he's trying the dash so he did get it eventually
2: like there have been times i've been it, but... at uh so this is the perfect example there you of you just why... got like i have sympathy for this like i do you? You know, I do at uh packs this, this at last packs. At this last packs, uh, I have I somewhere I have recorded footage of the new Dishonored DLC. Okay, uh, but the they gave you either a controller or a keyboard and mouse, and I was like, oh, well, I'll do keyboard and mouse because that's what mm-hmm. I know. Yeah, but the keyboard and mouse keys are bound to what I guess the defaults are in the game but because mm-hmm. I do not use those, I could not tell you how to play this game without the normal key bindings I have. And because mm-hmm. the uh, key binding screen was set to the console version, there was no information there. Right. I couldn't rebind. I couldn't even see what the keys were to do things. But because mm-hmm. it was the DLC, the assumption was, well, you know what you're doing. So for me, e is interact, but in this game it was F. I couldn't figure out what the fuck the crouch button was. I was pressing control and everything. I couldn't figure it out. Like that is filmed footage that I have that will never see the light of day
0: well yeah you just don't publish it because you know it was a mess
2: yeah like i feel bad for the person who played this because i don't know the actual scenario of what's happening and there's a lot of times i'll be real here i'll play a game and people in chat or people in the comments will be like you fucking dumb shit it's right on the screen you're so fucking dumb you're such a dumb piece of garbage and i might not have noticed it for some reason now this isn't obvious example where it's right on the screen i was gonna say
0: it's written in big text you don't have that excuse this time certainly right.
2: but like with that said i sympathize like i don't necessarily feel like this person should have been reviewing this game but with all that said i sympathize because i've i've been in a room where with record going and been like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. And I feel bad because I'm wasting everyone's time here, especially right. my own, because this will never see the light of day. I think well, there's
4: something to be said about, there is a difference between being a general games player, trying out different things, different genres, different things like that, you know, primarily as I play games and I kind of entertain people and I do whatever. There is an inherent difference between I've been sent to do that and, or I've been sent to review
1: I was literally going, going to say
4: that. Oh, yeah, there well, yeah. You, you My, my purpose was finish. to
0: show this That's video, was to show this game to the audience. And you kind of can't do that if you're this bad. So we're sort of in the gameplay, you know, the first thing that people were pissed off was obviously the tutorial, but he eventually got it. it took him longer than you would have thought, but he got it. Um, obviously, he's dying quite a bit in the first level, which doesn't look particularly challenging. But, and then of course, you know, we have to deal with the... Platforming mechanics and all that kind of thing, which he's sort of seeming to get the grasp of. Um, I would, I, I wouldn't certainly call this the worst thing of all time because I've seen Polygon try to play Doom, which, as far as I'm concerned, is an awful lot worse than this. Um, at least he's oh, killing like, something in this game. Yeah, like
2: in, in the footage,
0: I don't know why he keeps good, jumping he on does things. Dodge out of the way
2: of project. Like he ducks. He like I mean, has- he
0: misses. He misses more of the dodges than he manages to accomplish i think but... but there's
2: some there's some connection with what's going on i really would love to know the backstory of who played this because this is well a... we
0: know who played it his name's dean takahashi uh he right, works for like, games beat
2: this is one of those things where you can miss out on platforming if you were a jrpg player back in the day or if you only played pc games like i, there's... I don't know I, I don't like
0: platformers it. and i wouldn't have these I'm just problems trying to
2: say that like I don't know. If this is the re- is this guy reviewing the game or just I mean, playing?
0: I hope not. But that that's not to me. That's not an excuse because if you've gone to a show to produce footage on a game, then that footage has to be of some basic level of competence. If not, you do what you do, Jesse, which is you scrap it. You don't, well, I, but I don't blame, put it up.
2: I wouldn't blame this dude. I blame GameBeat for sending this person to play this game. I
0: mean, it was probably the only person that they have, but still- and If that's
2: the case, then that's then that's the problem. That's a bigger no, problem than this one person.
0: No, I, I disagree. And the reason I disagree is that I'm not like a platformer guy at all. I'm, I'm bad at them, I know that. But would I play it as badly as this? No, not a chance. And it, there's just like- especially when you play a lot of games. If you're a games reviewer or a games critic in particular, or a Let's Player, you generally get a decent amount of genre experience of a lot of different games. You don't get super good at any of them. This is what some, you know, the more unreasonable viewers think. was it's like, oh, God, you're garbage because you're not like a super expert at this. Well, the reason I'm not a super expert is because I play like 20 new games a week and I don't have the time to become an expert at any of them. You've played a thousand hours of this one game. That's why you're better at it than I am. But there was no way, even as someone that doesn't like platformers, that I would be playing this badly. And I don't believe I ever have in a platformer, and you can go and check my channel for evidence of that. You you just acquire this basic, because it's a platformer, everyone's played platformers, everybody. I don't think it's, it's almost impossible to have missed out on platformers of some description. And to this degree, Mm -hmm. like, to me, this just says, like, you're not qualified for your job. I I made this um, comment on Twitter, and I kind of stand by it, is like, I wouldn't read a car review or even a car preview and this is a preview from someone who didn't have a driver's license and this is the equivalent of that i mean this, this is so far below the level of basic competence required to display this game in any meaningful way that the footage to me is actively harmful to the presentation of the game that's not okay right do you disagree
2: uh man i i it's worrisome to me that like this clearly is not great footage. It's embarrassing. Yes. I don't know why anyone would put this out there to begin with. There's yes. been plenty of things where I've been like as a person with a very little shame, even I have some where I'm like, "Oh fuck, there's never there's no way this is making it out there." Mm-hmm. Um Yeah. And mm-hmm. I understand that that maybe this was like, well, well, this is the only footage we have of the game and, you know, maybe it was one of those but things like, where that,
0: that, said that that's worse than no footage. footage though. That's worse than no footage in my opinion. You you i understand. Yeah, but- I you have to a responsibility. Sorry, Dodge, go ahead.
1: I'm trying to think of how to say this, but like, if you are playing a game and you're trying to showcase it, right? You're sh- trying to show people what the game is like,
3: mm-hmm.
1: and you know that what you've played is showing the game off badly, not because the game is bad, but because you aren't playing it well. Yeah. I feel like it's. It's kind of your responsibility to do some editing or mm-hmm. to replay it from the beginning, maybe like just do it all over again. Like, yes, it's not a first impressions then anymore, but like you'll at least be showing the game correctly, right? It's like when people do a video where they're like, I'm going to show you the first 15 minutes of this game. Hi, and I used get, to do
0: that. I used to do all yeah, of that, you know, and they
1: get stuck. At something really simple for fifteen minutes, and are like, "Well, that's the first fifteen minutes." And, and you're it's, like, it's, no, it's, it's not. No, <laughs> it, it is isn't. Not.
0: Yeah. And if even when I used to do the blind first impressions, one, they were way better than this. But secondly, if I ended up getting stuck like that, I'd redo the fucking video. Like, I like know it, at a convention you don't have the opportunity to do that, but if it was that shitty and I didn't have the opportunity to redo it, I would never release it at yeah, all. I,
1: I just do think that there's a a difference between I'm. I'm playing this game just, like, for fun, and if you want to watch it, then cool. And I'm my intention is to make a video that shows you what the game is like, and in the end, your video is a huge detriment to what the game is like, right? Yeah. It has to do with intention and what yeah. you're pitching the, the video as. Yeah,
0: I think. and as it turns out, we know what his intention is because there was an accompanying article uh this is where things start to get you start to lose the benefit of the no. doubt here so he is a little bit self-deprecating but the uh way that he's it, uh, for instance he says there are a variety of ways to die unexpectedly i died by jumping into a bush instead of jumping to a cliff i think you'll agree that at the very end of the video that was very unfair um right well i'm going to go to the end of the video and see if we really believe that was very unfair um I don't believe you died in a wide variety of unexpected ways. I think it was abundantly clear that something was an enemy and was going to hurt you. Uh, Here's an example of apparently his very unfair, unexpected ways. So he goes down the log here. There we go, down the log. Yep, everything's fine. Everything's so far good. He gets hit by the slowest moon projectile in the universe. Okay, we get that. Uh, He falls off the side, gets hit by the thorns. Thankfully, that's not an insta-kill. Uh, He eventually kills this plant, and then he goes to the edge. uh, And He can see the platform here very clearly. Yep, looks good, looks good, great. Uh, And then just walks off and dies. Uh, Ah. Hmm. That's not unfair. Um, It says, I didn't realize for quite a long time that you don't accomplish anything by jumping on top of an enemy like in the Mario games. It took you quite a while to realize that, did it? Uh, because I think you would have realized that within one or two hits why did you keep doing it I, I
2: the like mm. I, I I I still I know I shouldn't but I still sympathize with this guy
1: I un- looking... I understand where you're coming from on that Jesse because I what? it's obvious that like this guy sorry sorry you finish your thought no no
2: no I, I go for it I'd, I'd love to hear what you have to say
1: all I was gonna say is like as a person who sometimes finds myself in a position where I just lack basic problem solving for some reason, right? Like I just get stuck on something and I'm like, why the fuck? Why can't I figure this out? And like this video is just like a compacted version of multiple moments where a person is like struggling with basic problem solving, right? And you're just like, yeah. oh yeah. God, I just, what's happening?
0: And The, <laughs> like, the issue is that through the whole video, out. he isn't learning from his mistakes at all. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's three parts to it. There's one: everyone has brain
4: farts, and that's just going to be the reality of it. That doesn't mean you necessarily put that, post that video. The other thing is some videos you put up for more entertaining or different types of things, and it's about the personality and response. And that's another thing.
3: Uh-huh,
0: but this guy,
4: yes. I, I did check. He's he's the lead writer of a gaming journalist thing. He says he's been in the industry doing game journalism things for 18 years. I don't
0: understand how it's possible, but okay.
4: And that becomes that becomes the core of of your argument, uh, TV.
0: Yeah, he's been around that long. You should have got a basic level of competence in pretty much every genre. Like, you put me in and playing Madden, a game which I have almost no experience with, I'm fairly confident I could play it to a very, very, very basic level. I would suck, but I wouldn't be doing the equivalent of what he's doing here, which is constantly making the same mistakes over and over and over again, Hmm. which is what is happening here.
2: Like, I guess the gameplay for me is not my concern with this. Like... I, it's a shame that that exists and people can watch it, and I, it should never have been published. No, but it should I think not. The, the parts that, that to me that I'm like, okay, this is the worrisome stuff, because um, I do feel bad for anyone who like plays through shit that they don't get. But what worries me, the that shit that, that I'm like, okay, well, here's the problems I have is things like at the very bottom of the article, updated uh, 10 a.m. September 5th. The story claimed that Cuphead developers originally developed Super Meat Boy. This is not correct. And Game Beats apologizes for the error. Like that Basic shit, fact finding.
0: Yeah, like that stuff is, that could have been Googled in five <laughs> seconds. Yeah, yeah. I, I just want to point out, by the way, that it took them uh, a week and a half to update that right. article. The article was first put, uh, put out on August the 24th. So it's lacking even basic fact finding.
2: Then what? the next I, thing that... that, that annoys me that I dislike immensely that that is what angers me is when you click Dean Takahashi's name on the article, it takes you to all the articles he's ever written. Dude is putting out four to seven articles a day. That's where the quality control comes in. If your job is to keep pumping out content, then you're not going to spend the time to make sure your stuff is of quality, which means you're going to have shit like a week later, catching the fact that you Mm -hmm. said that super meat boy devs made cuphead. Like that, So those are issues I have, which explains to me, at least what I feel is why they would upload this in the first place. It's like, fuck it, we got to post something. So
3: let's
0: do it. The guy seems to believe that showing the game this way is actually uh, a good thing. He says, I think it shows quite well. Why Cuphead is fun and why making hard games that depend on skill is like a lost art. No, it doesn't show anything like that. Like, yeah. this looks like a reasonably challenging platformer that you are playing abysmally badly, uh, and it's nowhere yeah. near as if challenging as you make it video, out this video,
1: wow, I'm fucking bad at Cuphead. Oof. Great. Even then.
4: This <laughs> says Dean's shameful 26 minutes of gameplay.
0: But they, yeah, obviously, whoever uploaded the video kind of understands that. But to accompany it with an okay. article and then say the game, the <clears throat> gameplay you posted actually demonstrates the game well to yeah. me—that that's where I start to call utter bullshit on what you just said.
2: Well, it's how it's how, it, that's saving face. That is them realizing they have a bunch of shitty footage. Yeah, because they can't they, fucking
0: they, apologize for something. Why is, can someone explain to me why we have lost the ability to say fucking sorry on the internet? What happened? Why Why is it? There was a great video. Adam ruins everything. <laughs> Adam ruins everything. Just put out a great video about mistakes he made during his show. And it was like, well, you, you know, are you supposed to be uh, defensive about it. It's like, no, I'm not defensive about it because people make mistakes and we apologize for that. And here's why we made them and we're going to try and do better. I it, feel
1: like we're, it's, we're all, if, if we're in the public eye a lot, we're in this position where we get called out for shit all the time and you have to you have to sort of decide like which things are things that i should actually apologize for sure and for some people in order to not only protect like their pride but also to feel like they can continue doing the stuff that they want to do they feel like apologizing is taking a step backward.
0: And I think they're wrong, you know. And yes, there is plenty of criticism, or as I like to call it, shitticism, which is just bad faith insults hidden behind the veil of eh, my criticism, my free speech. You know, fuck that shit it's bad criticism. Can you
1: use that voice all the time? Uh, I mean, I could try. Uh, That's probably, my favorite Total Biscuit voice that think, has ever happened. I, I don't even know
0: if I could do it again, honestly. It's me, it's me, it's
1: me.
0: thank criticism. My criticism is very valuable. <power> you can't take criticism. you know, Total Biscuit. You can't take the criticism. And that is why you are a bad person and why you deserve to die. Uh, Something like that. Um, I'm not mm. sure. I was kind of going middle, middle Eastern towards the end there. But the... Venture Beat goes on to further justify this, and this is fucking insulting. This is where it gets even worse because they decided... And this is from Dean itself. I've watched the comments on this thread to see how mean they should be, they would be. I think it's useful to show my gameplay experience. I did not intentionally play poorly to troll anyone, but it serves as an interesting social experiment. No, oh, no, it yeah, does not. Do oh, oh no, yes. I'm no. just trying to start a conversation. Uh, you were just wrong in every possible way. But what about the conversation that I started by being completely wrong forever? No, fuck you. Anyway, I I walk into the game cold, this is the play that results. Uh, the video shows it's a notch more difficult than a typical Mario game. Really? I don't think it does, actually, but okay.
1: Because you, you can't touch enemies, TB. Oh, but you can't It's touch- more oh, difficult oh. than Mario. You can't touch the enemies.
0: Oh, you can't jump on them. You already have a very effective firearm weapon. Oh, and you have a dash to avoid it. Oh, wow, so hard. Anyway, in fact, if you are expecting Mario, as the story says, you're going to be thrown off. Nobody was expecting Mario, but okay. It this- shows that the developers are going to leave a lot of people who are worse than me behind. I don't believe there are many people worse than you, mate. I don't believe they're going to be leaving all that many people behind. And this is—he goes on and on about this, saying that it's excluding people. They're going to be making a game that appeals to hardcore fans. Oh fuck that! And it's all about all this elitist attitudes and bullshit. No,
2: no. With with, with, uh, look, I'm not going to offend him on this shit because this is obviously a I'm trying to make something out of my own fuck up like that. Yeah, and
0: when he's just should have fucking said sorry. That would have (laughs) just or never put the video. up. Anyway, yeah. Truthfully, the article
2: should have been the title it has now followed by gameplay footage, followed by maybe one sentence that'd be like, boy, was I bad at this game, period. And that's it. That's all you. need. <laughs> With that said, uh, God, the game, having actually played it many, many, many times, it's, it's not easy. I know. But, I know it's but not the easy. he's doing is supposed to be the easy part of the game. The boss fights are where the challenges, right? That's where the, the hard stuff comes from. The stuff he's doing is so... I can understand the idea of playing boss fights and getting stomped on by like a fucking carrot boss a bunch of times sure, like this. Because it's very a boss. Difficult. It's supposed to be. That. But what this is is not that. This is the tutorial so, level. <laughs> yeah. The the information, like the way he's trying to spin it is bullshit. Mm-hmm. And that I have an issue with. Bad gameplay or being a person who doesn't understand the game or just not clicking or just being shitty at video games. Fine. But, at least admit you were shit, and don't try to be like, what I've done is bring the public eye and attention onto something I think a lot of gamers are concerned about. <sighs> Fuck you, no, that's not at all. You're trying to save face now, or even worse, keep people coming back to your website to post more and more and more hate on it. Yeah, which again, that's the only
0: reason they put the video up, stuff. let's be honest, because it's for fucking attention for a website no one cares about. Like, he goes on, it's like, are we that intolerant of people who are not gamers? You're a games journalist! You've been one for 18 years. Should I have played the scene over and over again until I was good at it, then turn the recording on? Yes! <laughs> yes! Yeah. You yeah. should yes. have done that! Of course! <laughs> and it wouldn't have it shouldn't have taken you 28 minutes to get to that level of competence. Mm-hmm. You're just Absolutely. terrible at your job! Like like there's a difference
2: between a let's player and a reviewer. If you're a reviewer, play mm-hmm. the fucking game. If you're a let's play you just properly play, like yeah I'm even then it doesn't matter
3: show record, me one
0: let's player that's that bad show me one you won't find one
2: <laughs> let's yeah. players can't yeah. to be that bad if you're that bad then then you for years to come you'll have people using the same footage i just seen over and over again <laughs> how you can't fucking figure out a goddamn puzzle i swear to god it will people do not let you forget when you suck the one time you're garbage that sticks to you forever if you're a let's play that's just reality so,
1: or, of- you just do my tactic, and you're garbage almost all the time, and occasionally you're pretty good at something. Are you
0: fucking kidding and- me? You've beaten shit like Meat Boy, you bait a fucking genocide run. Undertale, you beat fucking Volgar the Viking. You have pretty much beaten Hollow Knight. You play some of the hardest shit I've ever seen. You play harder games than anybody else here. Than maybe Quill that plays fucking Hearts of Iron. Don't bullshit me about you being a bad gamer compared to fucking who. You're not.
1: TV just gave me so many compliments. That's and that's all you get. My heart forever. That's all you (laughs) get.
0: I'll kill myself if I have to make any more of those. But you, there's no way. Like, compared to that, no. There is this basic level of confidence, and here's the thing, we are not expecting every gamer to be great at everything, nor are we indulging those that get really upset when someone who's new to a game doesn't somehow aggressively know how to do the things that an expert does a thousand hours in. It's not the same. There is a huge motherfucking no man's land between that and that. That In this area is what we like to call basic competence. And this is what you should have if your job is to have it, which it is if you are a games journalist. That is the fucking reality of it. And if you don't have it, you need a different job. You need to find a different career because you, if you didn't know how to flip a burger, I wouldn't hire you at McDonald's. If after 50 attempts, you still couldn't figure out how to flip the burger without dropping on the floor, I would fire you from McDonald's. You suck. You're just horribly Uh, bad.
2: Okay, I, uh, remember how I said I am open to apologizing to everyone? Uh, I defended this individual. And I would like to apologize on the... (laughs) Okay. Uh, everyone, guys, I just discovered new information. Shout out to All right. All right. my dear friend, OutStarWalker, Walker, for this. What um, you got? <clears throat> posted nine years ago, nine years, eight months ago, uh, when he was a journalist for the San Jose Mercury News. Oh, my. Apparently, Dean reviewed Mass Effect 1, uh, which he, the original review was titled Mass Defect. He went through the review what? and gave it a negative review because and I quote, he forgot to assign talent points while playing the game.
0: <laughs> the game specifically tells you to do that yeah. through a forced tutorial, how Guys, could you, you know miss what? that?
2: I, my apologies. My apologies. I
1: I, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't think this person. could get better.
2: I want to think <laughs> there's good in people. I want to believe that everyone what, deep what did inside he give them it? has a chance of redemption. And, I'm curious, you know, what, I thought, what's, what score did he give it? Guy, I was wrong, I was wrong.
0: What score did he give it, do you know? I'm curious.
2: Uh, all I have is the, is the, I'll send you the the article that was posted on GameSpot nine years ago that was just sent to me.
0: Oh, there was an article in 2008, yeah, in 2008, where Kotaku amends his review, apparently, which you can't do when you write for a newspaper, one assumes. Um, yeah, he he is... did at least apologize for it. Um, I can't the internet never forgets
2: yeah. fuck me for never some
0: well for something it. of that level no, um at it least does, he- it does seem like a lack
4: of introspection and ability to to realize that you're doing something wrong and admit that
0: it's your own fault well i mean i and think in this case he opinion. actually did admit it like and i've got him kudos for that mm-hmm. he did apologize he apologized to bioware microsoft and people like that um the gameplay is not as flawed as i thought nah shit mate Uh pretty clearly isn't uh so he did apologize here but it seems like he must have been in the industry so long he's sick of apologizing how is he still how does he still have a fucking I, job uh, i don't I, understand like, who hires I feel- these people
2: i feel terrible <laughs> i really want to be like maybe it's not just you know people play bad no this is genuinely like oh, oh no God. this is a him problem this is how do people keep hiring him why like maybe he's great with oh, tech no. stuff maybe that's cool stick but, to tech stuff but maybe he doesn't gaming. work for
0: a tech website he works for games beat
2: that's what i'm saying but if you look at all the articles he posts uh in those four to seven articles a day a lot of it's like tech things like oh, dell dear. dives into virtual reality or insta 360 <laughs> One's 4k camera well it or- sounds like those are
0: just press releases anyone could post the press release as we found out earlier this week with that shadow of a mordor shit where everyone posted identical articles not mentioning the charity uh exclusion thing because all they did was post the press release yeah. so that's not a hard job uh, this is bear in mind this is what a lot of these sites fill their content with it's just press releases and that requires no talent of any description and could literally be done by a bot. Um, yeah. So I think it is, as far as I'm concerned, abundantly clear that there is a big gap between the unrealistic expectations of a bunch of elitists. And yes, they exist. We all know no. they exist. We've all been on the receiving end of it. We all know this. Yeah. And. are playing Hearthstone. Oh, God, yes. You know, the backseat gaming, we're well aware of all of this. We've experienced this firsthand for years. But there's a huge difference between that and the basic level of competence required to do this job. And I said, the level is basic. because, And if you want to know, well, how do you define that level of basic? Here's how I define it. You are below the basic level of competence if your gameplay recording is so bad that it is significantly misrepresenting what the game's supposed to be. And obviously that's going to change on a game by game basis, but that's how I define it personally. Um and I think like for Cuphead, definitely, for Doom, certainly. Uh the Doom Polygon gameplay was definitely that. Um the System Shock gameplay from Polygon was definitely that. There's a bunch of others. It yeah, it's just I, I I, just will not tolerate, you know, there's so many of these guys, like, colleagues rallying to his defense, I'm like, fuck, you're just here to protect your fucking jobs, aren't you? Like, this is the same shit that happened years ago when people circled their wagons and tried to change the narrative to gamers are so terrible and they're so awful people. And I find that fucking insulting because we've got audience of millions of them and I know for a fact they're not, not terrible people. There are yeah. some terrible people. A minority, a there vocal always minority. I met a few of those people. It's They're in everything. People
4: are pretty loud. Yes, yeah.
0: exactly. The vocal minority is very, very loud and they tend to overpower sometimes the silent majority of cool people. But I refuse to buy into this idea that gamers are awful as a fucking matter of course. And frankly, if you believe that, you shouldn't even be in this industry. So fuck that, I You know, mm. take some damn responsibility for your own incompetence. Dean. Dean. Dean Dean,
2: I I believed in you, Dean. I really did. For a moment, I thought maybe we're just being hard on him. Yeah. Nope, you got me, dude. You got fucking
1: me.
0: fucking yeah. Dino. Yeah, I do Someone pointed out, chat By the way, the pretty much the right fucking thing that um because I've had struggled a bit with getting absolver, I've held off on doing a critique video of it until I do understand it. I did the stream. I made it clear that I wasn't getting some aspects of it. I took some information from the chat and some information from people in game, but I'm like, I'm not going to make a formal assessment of this until I know what I'm doing. And maybe we could talk a bit about the tutorial and whether or not it actually teaches you things properly. That's a mm-hmm. that's an argument. That's something you can make. But right now, I'm not competent enough to do it. Which I was I wasn't bad at fighting th- though.
1: It kind of throws back to a while back. Was it Donkey that made that video about? Um
0: games journalists yeah
1: yeah um it reminds me of our conversation then as well when there was a big discourse on like us saying well i mean it can't help that you guys try to put articles out literally the second the game comes out yeah because it's like a weird rat race and then being like no that's not true there's no race can oh. put it out whenever we want, and it's like then fucking then take fucking your time do it, and make then make a good fucking article. <laughs> yeah,
0: why are you hitting embargo ninety eight percent of the time then? Because I know those embargo dates because they give me the same fucking ones. I yeah, put the right. stuff out weeks later if well, I have, the same have to.
2: the Press releases, guys. It's not like you're not yeah. in a secret club. We know what's going
0: on. Right?
1: We all get the same shit. Yeah, <laughs> we, we all know exactly we know. what you're reading. We're all. not
0: we we bullshit the us. Same yeah, we have the same PR firms you do, you bastards. Don't think you're part of some cabal. We're in on this now. The YouTubers have invaded your castle. It's true. And the princess ain't in it. She's in we another one. We could all
1: be hanging out in the same castle, like, doing our uh-huh. things and being happy, but... It's not us versus you, gang.
0: not yeah. making it well, that way. Well, actually, it is in many ways, but... yeah, it's never mind. not. It
1: doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. Uh,
0: in my opinion, it does. But if you guys don't want to fight them, that's fine. <laughs> I will fight them myself. It's okay.
1: Damn.
2: <laughs> Damn. <laughs>
0: Call me, let me in the
2: castle. I'll
0: yeah, oh, you're allowed in. Yeah, yeah, you can be in the dining room. I'm going to put these fuckers in the dungeon. Uh, yeah, there you go.
1: TV's going to come to our fucking castles being like, just bend the knee and we'll fight the journalists. <laughs> uh-huh. And we're like, ah! <laughs> I, don't know. I don't
0: know. Oh, my. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit of red meat, but as I said, I think it's an important issue and yeah. its I'm sick of the excuses. I'm just sick of it. Suck less at your jobs. Cool. You know what else they should suck less at? at making video games, because Steam is full of shit ones. Uh, let's go move on to releases. We're going to try and dig through this and find some better ones for you, if you don't mind. Sounds like a pretty damn good idea. No. Okay. We have a list of things available here. I think I've thrown them out to everybody. Yeah. Quill, let me throw them in your direction as well. Wait, See if there's...
2: Anything you spot in here that's good. Uh, two things. Two
0: mm-hmm.
2: things. Beforehand. One, uh, the humble bundle is insane. It's, it's all, another
1: anime bundle.
2: It's all anime booby games. So if that's your jam, I, people were like, "You should go there, Jesse." I feel like you should. You. This is one you buy. I own almost all of them. So
0: please.
1: Guys. <laughs> that's what happened to me too. I was like, ah, I already got these. Secondly,
0: <laughs> yeah, that's um, pretty much it for humble bundles these days. Like we own all of them. It's not no.
2: Secondly both near automata automata and mm. uh, vanquish are on sale on steam so yeah jump on those shits immediately
0: just be aware Nier still hasn't had the patch to fix it for some people so <laughs> i think some people say amd are having some issues with it uh so yeah just be aware that gamut try to get the far mod for it that helps a lot uh but just be aware that that version could use a little bit of polish cool
1: um I, I have a game that was on the list.
0: Yeah, what you got?
1: For September 5th, uh, Resurgence. It's like Resurgence. a narrative story game about a guy who's in debt to the mob. Okay,
0: that sounds uh, pretty cool. Mm. All of the
1: pictures are very like, backwoods though. <laughs> I don't think it looks as mobstery as- Yeah, I'm watching the footage
0: instead. Uh, so it's, yeah, large open map with interactive environments, hidden secrets, narrative-driven gameplay. Puzzles and minigames, including wolf battles, duck hunts. Hey, I'm on board now. Both Fucking battles. wolf battles? Ah, it's a wolf battle, yes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right, I so know. yes, there's that.
1: Um Blood Bowl 2 yeah. Legendary Edition comes out
0: today. It does, yes. Uh, what does that include race wise? Uh
1: uh it adds in Amazons and God, that's a lot of stuff. Uh what's the other one? Shit.
0: Um I'm seems like I'm sure that. that's what's included in this. Uh, I'm looking at the the Legendary Edition that I'm looking at right now. Yeah, there's, so there's a package involving it, and then there's also this other version. I'm trying to figure out what the actual Legendary Edition contains, uh, rather than just this ball, giant ball, package.
4: Ball two, the official expansion.
0: Yeah, this is the thing. This is the package. Um, I I think it's the same. Yeah, it looks like. Yeah, yeah it looks like so. You get everything. You get the uh, and you get Norse undead, Nurgle, Khemri. Lizardmen, Wood Elves, Chaos Dwarves, and Necromantic. And I think that expansion, as you were saying, Dodger, probably Mm. includes the Amazons. half uh, ogres,
4: goblins, vampires, Amazons, Elven Union, Underworld, Denizens.
0: And Uh, a new race to Blood Bowl, the Kislev Circus and their ferocious tame bears. I do not know those. Uh, Yeah, that's brand new. Uh, So there you go. Bears. Uh, Bears. You can have bear players. Bear protagonists. Our dream has been realized. We love it. Excellent. Yeah, that's a oh my lot of God. races.
1: Sorry, there's another game called Tiny Toy Fair. Okay. And it's a tower defense game where everything's a toy. Yeah, there's actually
0: this been looks, quite a few of these. Um, this
1: looks really silly and cute.
0: Was um Toy Soldiers, like about 10 years ago on Xbox, and they had a few others like this as well. Oh. Uh, those are pretty cool. Those were it was like a World War One themed one, a World War II-themed one with kind of army men. Yeah, uh, they've done a few of these. Looks kind of neat, as you said. It is, unfortunately, a tower defense game, so con- convincing people to do anything with that will be tricky, but hey. Uh, let's see. What else is there in uh, here?
2: I think for the horror game crowd out there... Oh, is it Don't it Knock is, Twice? Don't Knock Twice. Yeah. Uh, apparently, is supposed to be really, really good. Uh, it's a VR game, but I guess there's a non-VR version out there somewhere. Yes. But, it certainly uh,
0: looks good. Like, the lighting yeah, is apparently pretty it's supposed killer. To be awesome, so... Yeah, that's nice. I I won't touch it with a ten foot pole. Yeah, it includes a non VR version. So and it's uh sixteen dollars, which is uh, pretty good for VR games that usually have a pretty hefty premium put on them. So that right. might be something that looks like Unreal Four. Yeah, the lighting looks great. There's some good art in it. Yeah, I'm not going anywhere. Game that. on
2: here that I really just want to see Dodger play because I'm curious. It's called Amplitude, a visual novel. The okay. premise. The premise is you are murdered. And like, make a deal with the devil to come back to life, but then the gameplay looks super chibi, and I can't,
0: like, <laughs> it is right. hilarious looking. So yeah. well, i just froze. I was go. like, oh, okay, sure. Uh,
1: September is 6th, there's a game that looks real weird, okay. called The Hunt Rebuilt.
0: The Hunt um, rebuilt.
1: It's the, the tags are violent RPG gore with sexual content, but everything that I see on this is an animal, so that makes me a little concerned.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs>
1: uh, well, this looks you like it's the-
0: been an RPG maker. Uh, or uh, maybe not. Uh, what the fuck is this?
1: Yeah, right? What
0: you're a deer, this? apparently, for some reason. All right, like, cool, in a house, I guess.
2: And then, you're in- and then the last line of the trailer literally is, don't
0: die. Well, that's a good piece of advice, really. Just don't
1: die, my dude. Don't mm. die. Eat the I'm honeycomb. Don't su- die. I'm
0: surprised you were not interested in Cats tanks. Tanks game, um, which will make you remember like the past. Garbage. that's looks like garbage. Yep, it looks like absolute fucking dog shit or cat shit in this case. Uh, screw that. Uh, okay, let's okay, see, okay. is it? There... Okay, okay. so, oh, yeah, Survive on Mars is coming out on September 6th we can with, choose a
4: surviving mars
0: yes those are two very different things uh one is a first person survival game on mars with some weird kind of invasion mechanics i'm told and then there is surviving mars which i think is a management game right well it's basically base, like playing base, the Martian. building
4: survival uh, I the same people who were on the tropico four and five team i think
0: yeah yeah, yeah we keep getting mixed up between these two i was like because one of them is by paradox i'm like oh it doesn't Look like paradox to me, but all right. It's yeah. published by Paradox. Yeah, game. Yeah. Whereas this survival game has nothing to do with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see what else is there that looks good. It's like, oh, Space uh, murk sounds like fun, but is it? It's probably crap. Uh, uh, on
2: the seventh, I want to give a Dodger. Please play this with me for a cox tease Tokyo Dark. Oh,
0: yes. Um, I've heard of this.
2: Awesome. It,
0: yeah, I I think uh, Squeenix are publishing as part of the collective.
2: It's a point and click meets visual novel with basically it's about sanity and murder and violence on the streets Hell of
1: Hell yeah, let's do it.
2: Yeah, I just want to play like a little like maybe an hour of it and then you can just
1: go nuts with this bad boy. But it looks crazy. Let's fucking do it. it's like
0: some pretty nice art in it. Looks pretty um, good.
1: The witch's tale also looks kind
0: of cool. What's the art style it? is
1: very much up my alley.
0: Is another visual witch's novel? Or... Mm-mm. I don't see the Witch's Tale anyway. You mean the Witch's, the witch's Isle? Aisle,
1: you mean the Witch's Isle? I'm sorry.
0: Yes. an adventure game that takes place in a dreamlike town on a solitary island. Yes, puzzle Ooh, that adventure game. Interesting. Yeah, also all right. I like the the amount of detail and the layers to the city is pretty cool. Yeah. Okay, so that's that uh, on the eighth. Oh Yeah, there's Age of Gladiators two. The first one I thought was supposed to be all all right. Uh, let's have a quick look. Age of Gladiators two. Oh, uh, this was in 3000 AD with gladiators. Apparently, uh, that is not on. what I expected. All right. Yeah, it doesn't look brilliant, but having sp- space gladiators is fun. I like that idea. It just doesn't look very good, unfortunately. I want to know what scuffle scoundrels what is. In
2: dungeons, get the fuck
1: out! Oh Have my god! Exactly what I think it is. What is this game? What's it called? Um, Sorry, Jake. I'm looking for it right now. What's it called? Oh, yep. Girls and Dungeons.
0: Okay. Yep.
1: It's another... exactly...
0: Cute fan service dungeon crawling booby game. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Basically RPG Maker. Yep. There's about 10 of these games a week. Like, this is not new at this point. I'm not
2: going to lie. The last screenshot they have is actually pretty entertaining. It's like... I just like the way that guy's like, "Mm, I just got laid and here's my sword. I don't know. (laughs) It's
0: cute. Jesus. Bad government, a politically incorrect satire based roguelike text game? Uh, No. Thanks. Uh, (laughs) God, there's really not a lot this week, is there? I was going to say Tooth and Tail, but that's actually next Tuesday is the full release of that game. Yeah, Mm. I'm looking forward to that one.
2: Super dope. That game is tons of
0: fun. Yeah, I'll play that with you. Um, I can't find a ring. You get Bong a whole bunch here. of people to play. Yeah, well, should we people? good. Yeah, I think so. I don't really see anything else here that's really of any interest. Uh, of course, Knack Two came out today, oh, which for yeah. some reason is missing from the list. It's getting very mixed reviews, which I guess is what you'd expect Knack?
3: for Nac. What? And of what? course. Knack?
0: Some people were like, "Well, why are you ignoring Destiny Two? Because it's the PS4 version. It gives a shit? We're waiting for the PC one." Uh, right. So that, yeah, I don't,
2: I don't know what's going on with that. The first big reviews I saw so far, besides people being like, it kind of reminds me of Destiny One. The big thing is people we are can't saying it review the, it yet. They didn't have the any review body copies. The game, like that actually.
0: Oh yeah, microtransactions. Yeah, that actually give you weapons. I heard about that too. That's yeah, I don't know that's, if that's not real great
2: not cool if that's true
0: no it's not um destiny 2 microtransactions we're gonna see what's up with that uh some destiny microtransaction loot gives you an in-game advantage according to pc games N as of six hours ago um possible cut con- yeah so you can buy uh bright engrams can be purchased for silver which is the real money currency you can get mo- uh cooldown mods and elemental weapon mods that give you a in-game benefit That works
2: carries over into PvP?
0: I mean, all the stuff does, doesn't it, in that game? Isn't that the point? Your gear carries over into PvP? Um, It looks... There is one point to mention, though. Uh, You cannot... Uh, wait, uh, Bright Engrams will drop whenever you gain a new experience level once you hit level 20. So you do get an unlimited amount during the course of normal gameplay. So it seems like this is just going to give you a boost early on if for some fucking reason you want that. Otherwise, it looks like you'll probably be drowning in them um later on we'll have to see how that plays out it's the problem is no one's played it enough and there definitely weren't review copies of this to the best of my knowledge because the servers won't have been up so we don't know yet basically anything that's saying destiny 2 review at this point is useless so we'll keep an eye on that and of course most of us are waiting for the pc version because it is objectively superior whether polygon likes to admit it or not Um, but
2: if you're playing it for reals uh post your thoughts because a lot of pc gamers are waiting for you to tell us whether it's actually a good game or not Mm -hmm. So, because I'm not gonna buy it till I know it's yeah. awesome. Sorry. A- Sorry, Battle.net.
0: Yeah, all the previews currently out of Destiny Two were done at a press event where they had a maximum of twenty hours, and we all know how inaccurate press events can be, as we saw for Metal Gear Solid Five when people didn't realize that the game doesn't have a fucking ending and all other shit. So that's something you might want to bear in mind. Um, we will see. Yeah, I don't know what the um, what the rules are for gear in PvP in Destiny Two. I'm gonna be completely honest with you, but. Um, We'll see how it plays out, basically. Uh, it's worth keeping an eye on, certainly. Uh, probably not a huge concern right now, but we'll keep an eye on it. And yeah, feel free. Go beta test the game for us. Uh, we'll be waiting yeah. on PC. Yep. Uh, I'm not worried about waiting a month and a half for this because it's way, way better. And console is 30 FPS, regardless of what system you run, which is garbage. So, yeah. Cool. I think that pretty much wraps it up. I don't see anything else on the list that's really worth it. Have, I have I attention. looked at Lords of Waterdeep? uh yeah that came out so that came came out last week didn't it um it's a port of the ios version to the point where it still has in-app store purchase written in it so they might want to work on that a bit but it's a conversion of the board game Uh, i will play it because the board game is pretty cool um and the version on pc has both the expansions available for as well so
4: yeah i'm really curious about it because i i would love to i love you know digital board games and everything and uh but a lot of them are not great especially things that come out some for of the ports are pretty first, bad yeah but
0: uh i'll probably have to pick this one up yeah some of those are, are pretty rubbish cool that pretty much wraps us up thank you very much for watching folks but before we go mm. we'd love to once again remind you that the latest episode of the co-optional podcast animated is currently available over on youtube.com slash cynical break go watch it and of course the cartoonists would very much appreciate a dollar if you happen to have one lying around that would be great patreon.com slash co-optional animation I believe is the place to go. Optional animation, if you want to do that. The links in the description of the video. Quill, thank you very much for coming on the show today. Much appreciated. Yeah. What are you going to be playing this week? What can we expect coming up from your channel?
4: Uh, well, certainly a lot more Kaiserreich, Hoi Four stuff coming out. Uh, I'm going to be doing a new Uni- uh, European Universalis series coming up soon as well. Still doing some Civ Five. Looks like my Civ Six UI mod that I like to do has finally been updated, so Civ Six nice. is probably back. War cool. Fortress series going on, and I'm doing some uh, board game review videos as well.
0: Nice, nice. What was the That's latest a... one you played out of interest?
4: Uh, the latest one I played was actually called Power Grid. I got the first yes. edition yeah. of that, and it was surprisingly good. It's got a an interesting player order balancing mechanic that I've never seen before that I thought was very, very, very nice. And yeah, Power
0: Grid's considered pretty much a classic at this point. It's that good. And it's like, oh, building a power network sounds really boring. It's not. You might yeah. want to play it. It's really
4: good. The other one I'm playing a lot of right now is Eclipse uh, Dawn of the Galaxy.
0: Yeah, just I've heard because of
4: that. my. It's an iOS. We don't version have enough that. time to play Twilight Imperium. We don't. Nobody have, like, has
0: enough time to play Twilight Imperium. Nobody in the universe. That's bullshit, and anyone who claims otherwise, is a liar, stinking liar. <laughs> but you can, yeah, you can get Eclipse on iOS. There's an iOS version. I don't think it's on a Power Grid. Um...
4: No, no, but there is a Steam version as well of Eclipse, and it's perfectly fine. Nice. I mean, basically the same thing, but it works perfectly fine.
0: Yeah, it's like a space strategy game, right? Kind of like a 4X, but a yeah, board yeah, game? Yeah, you yeah. build
4: up your little empire, you discover new hexes, and you go and beat people up.
0: Very cool. Good stuff. Awesome. Thank you very much for coming on the show today. Much appreciated. Dodger, what you got?
1: Uh, I stream a lot. You should watch my streams, twitch.tv slash dexbonus. Mm-hmm. And um, YouTube has been very quiet lately because YouTube is weird. But um, I do post silly things on there occasionally, so I'd love it if you would check that out as well. And uh, yeah, if you would like to tune into Manga Pod tonight, which is like our manga book club, um, that happens on my Twitch channel at 7.30 PM Pacific time. And we're reading a manga called Wandering Sun, chapter one through 25. That's um, our first manga that touches on trans issues. And it's really adorable and sweet and um, I really love it. So I'm excited to talk about it tonight, but yeah that's
0: it nice jesse what's going on with your channel this week what's going on
2: you know we got some of that scary game squad coming uh about a japanese fmp style horror game and uh then there's some life is strange and a few other fun things happening this week but uh that'll be on the channel in real life i'm taking a week off i'm vanishing so i bid Good you for would-
0: you dude it. how dare Goodbye. you Goodbye. your job is easy it isn't a real job and you should work all the time for us make more reviews I to be fair you win. don't make enough reviews you've made zero reviews so made
2: zero yeah i mean I that is not my point
0: quit stop being lazy make reviews what's wrong with you
1: everybody should go watch good game First two episodes yeah. of good game. Right? Yeah, how the uh,
0: fuck did you avoid episode... shilling that this entire episode? Come on, come uh, third on. Third episode's better?
1: out tomorrow.
2: Uh I definitely I shilled it all weekend. I think I'm worn out of shilling. Oh,
0: okay. So that's fair. That's remoting. fair. Yes. So
2: yeah. it's not on my mind at the moment. But yeah, third episode's out tomorrow. Uh it is about ironically playing too much video games. There and you go. uh how that can have problems with your health. So it can again. I would say. Uh, tune into that. If you have a YouTube Red, you should pick it up. It does actually benefit us in the long run to have YouTube Red, so...
0: It very much does. And yeah. if you have... Let me put it this way. If you listen to any of the reactionary idiots that can't do... Basic mathematics that were YouTubers that when Red first came out, that said Red's gonna be bad for us. They're idiots. They're stupid. They can't do basic mathematics. For fuck's sake, get Red if you can. If you can afford it, trust it does help everybody you watch in a pretty damn meaningful way. Here's you a great roll example that
2: out yeah. outside of the US. This is bullshit.
0: Let me put it this way. I
2: agree with that. They should.
0: Yeah, know? there's 45 countries that currently support. I think it's what Australia, America, South Korea, and two other countries. I think. It's not in the UK. They need to yeah. sort that out. Most of the European countries don't have it either, so we totally get that. You can, of course, as you said, watch the first episode for free on the Game Grumps channel if you don't have it. But yeah, and you can we, buy
1: the episodes individually, right?
0: You can okay. on Google Play. I think they're right. like one buck each or something like that. If you want to do it that way, mm-hmm. the Red is very helpful. Let me put it this way: like the podcast makes a lot of good ad revenue, and lately, Red revenue has slightly eclipsed the amount of money we get from ads. That's massive. That's a huge deal. So absolutely, if you ever ask, does Red help the YouTubers that I like? Yes. Do you not want to watch any bullshit ads anymore? Yes? Cool. There's your solution if you would like to do that in a non-ad blocky kind of way. And we do appreciate that. Thank you. Definitely. As for me, uh, you're not going to get much from me this week because this may, hopefully, and I say this with the fucking crossed fingers in all possible ways and toes, this might be my final chemo session, maybe. Uh, we'll see. Uh, yeah. uh, maybe, maybe not. It's all going to be depending on what they see on the CT scan. If they see something still there, we're going to keep hitting the fucking thing until it goes away. But mm. I would be pretty happy, let me put it that way. Uh, let's. So there's not going to be much on the channel for the rest of the weeks. So I'm going to be doing chemo from Wednesday to Friday. I'll hopefully be back on my feet around Sunday and then get back to streaming around Monday. And Corruptional Podcast next week will be brought to you with the same crew plus... A Ms. Alana Pierce is bringing herself what? back to the show. Sick. She was on a couple of years ago, and she's great, and she's coming back to the show next week. That is on the 12th of September at 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. British summertime, 9 p.m. Central European summertime. There you go. And, yeah. Dodger, you were about to say something?
1: I was about to say that... Uh, Really early in the morning, that same day is when I'm getting my first round of uh cavities taken care of.
0: Oh, Damn. that will be fun! First I'm sure round? you won't sound first round, yeah. Well, that, that, that's go. why you should go to the dentist, folks. If you can that's why you uh, should know, go
1: to the
2: fucking dentist, dentist. yeah. You're like in a prize fight, round one. Good luck,
0: yeah. yeah. That's uh, <laughs> Ooh, woo, lad. Uh, that's that's rough. Uh, that is rough, <laughs> yeah. So, mm-hmm. so anyway, sorry to hear about so that they've uh,
1: assured me that my mouth will not be numb anymore by the time I need to talk on this podcast I don't fucking <laughs> believe them for a <laughs>
0: second odd all right. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for watching the co Podcast. As always, we'll be back same time next week, 3 p.m. Eastern. If you missed any of the show and you're subscribed to the Twitch channel, it's available right now on the VODs. Go catch up with whatever you missed. If not, Thursday, as usual, the release for the co Podcast on iTunes and YouTube and SoundCloud as well. Thank you very much for watching. Thank you to our special guest, Quill18 today, who is going to be going back to conquering Europe, most likely in his Hearts of Mind 4 playthrough. Go watch that. Go check out his channel. It's been below his name for the last three fucking hours. How did you miss it? I don't know. Maybe you should be a games journalist if you miss things <laughs> that obvious. Thank you very much for watching. We'll see you next time. Goodbye.
1: Bye.